0: I am James Rodens, and today it's the WNR 508. It's WWE Royal Rumble 2024 and I cannot believe as I talk right now that this is my 10th Royal Rumble on this podcast. It's been a crazy journey but I don't think there's been a more exciting time than right now and luckily I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WNR team. Up first by my side for every WWE and AEW show. He is the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How's it going, Jaxie?
1: Hello, hello. Uh, happy Rumble Pod, everyone. Um, all's going well, all's going well. Uh, it's, there's been a lot, so we've got a lot to talk about. So I hope everyone listening is uh, strapped in for a whirlwind of wrestling news and updates and predictions. Um, and I hope that everyone is going to stay hydrated and stick with us because we've got a lot to get through
0: out and i've been talking about my 10th jacksy this is your fourth raw rumble here can you believe how time flies
1: to be honest this that's not really uh surprising because the rumble is something that really got me back into wrestling you know especially with the announcement of the first ever female one in 2018 so um yeah, it kind of feels quite poetic. Um, uh, it's always a, a great fun time to discuss the rumble and everything, you know.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Well, up next, our resident NXT expert and well, I don't know if I should call him a New Japan deity anymore, but it is Monty. How's it going, man?
2: It's going good. It's going good. I prefer the term demigod for the time being. I earn my I earn my stripes back, but I think I've been downgraded to part human. <laughs> Like now. But uh anyway, uh I'm doing good. Excited to be here. If anyone who haven't listened to me for a while, for the last few years, the Royal Rumble is if not my favorite show uh for from WWE is definitely one of my favorites. So yeah, man, uh I'm always excited around this time of year and like you mentioned, so much stuff, so much added stuff, whether it's news, aftermath, it's just so much stuff that we have to get into. So yeah, I was excited going into this, and I'm, I can't wait to see how this show turns out. It's going to be interesting, nonetheless.
0: <laughs> but that, like I said, it is your third Rumble, and last year you were actually at the Rumble event as well, weren't you? So yeah. again, like I said, Rumble is a very special place.
2: Definitely, definitely. Like I said, one of those concepts that as a kid you, you grow up and you you when you see. 30 men at the time, and then, you know, like you just mentioned, adding 30 women women—the concept, that was really overdue, but really been a great uh, added element to the show uh, because, again, it's just a great concept. The stakes are the highest. I think that's what makes it way better than any other just random battle royale. The stakes are literally the main event of the biggest show of the year. So. Yeah, man. It's been an awesome concept. I'm, I'm one of those few people who went back, back when the network first came out and watched Big John Stud all the way back in the day with the first one. I know that sounds like forever ago to a lot of people. People may not know who the hell Big John Stud is. Do your research. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I love the Royal Rumble, so I'm very excited.
0: You know, you sound so old, you know, get with a program, man. Hey, I, don't know, I don't know what you mean, I am so up to date, uh, anyway, loves, but by no means least, and we'll never be royals, it don't run in our blood, that kind of luxe just ain't for us, we crave a different kind of buzz, let me be your ruler, ruler, you can call her Queen G, and baby she'll rule, she'll rule, let her live that fantasy, it is Gina, how's it going? hello
1: i will definitely roar thank you very much for that that's one of my favorite ones for the lyrics wise
0: i would definitely roar over every simpleton out there <laughs> yeah see and it's up to date so uh, you know like old people like monty need to get live uh but yeah. you know, how you doing gina <laughs> how did I say? it is your third rumble as well so all these people that tell me you're kind of like the newest member you're equal with monty's So have that
1: I mean, I am getting on in age on the pod now, aren't I? So the newbie status needs to drop, I think. So, you're a vet, you're a young vet to the Rumble pods. I think I've said it on both my previous Rumble pods as well. And how much, like, the Rumble's not my favorite, like Monty said, is not my favorite, but I hold close memories to the Rumbles because you know, me and my sister didn't get to spend a lot of time with our dad. So, the times that we did, we got to watch. Wrestling and the Royal Rumble was a big event, you know, for my dad to even sit and watch with us um, and then allow us to stay up late and watch it. So I've always got good memories when it comes to thinking about the event itself. So I'm really looking forward to this pod.
0: Yeah, no, I love the Rumble. I think we all do. And we've got quite the show today. And we're going to talk about the event in the room. Uh, and of course, I think that happened over the past week. And of course, the Rumble and mini games. But first, we're going to have Raw and Smackdown catch up. Uh, We had WWE Raw day one, which Nia Jax beat in Becky Lynch. uh, And to her credit, the best match I think Nia Jax has had, knocking uh, Becky Lynch the fucked out. The crowd loved it in every way. Now, Jaxie, I know you've been Nia Jax critic, but I think you would agree this was probably her best in WWE.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, again, I think I actually did say this to uh, Gina, um, that the match itself was really, really great. Um, y- you kind of felt Becky's frustration at not being able to sort of overcome this, you know? And this is still so- sort of like, uh, metaphorically speaking, this is like a mountain that she still needs to like overcome. Um, and it's a great way to kind of like showcase Naya coming back and actually being used. Um, and she's being used in a way... Uh, that actually suits her character. Um, she's coming across really well. And I must say, she took care in the ring. She wasn't as sloppy as what we have seen her in the past. So I want to stay positive and hoping that, you know, uh, there's going to be less less injuries, but more, you know, sort of showcasing of uh, women's wrestling within WWE. And this, is a great, uh, this was a great match to showcase why they can actually, uh, you know, have that time given to them and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think you're bang on, you know. Like I said, really good way to kind of start the year and send a statement And said that women's wrestling will be taken seriously. We see Giovanni Vinci take a scary bump as the match was called off with The New Day. The Awesome Truth defeated uh, Jada McDonough and Dominic Mysterio with our truth giving comedy gold. Ray Ripley defended the title versus Ivy Nile. I was excited about that. Uh, and another thing people were excited for was W Hype in return of a reformer, WWE champion, with Jinder Mahal coming out to a course of booze, he was interrupted by The Rock, who left him lame with a people's elbow. Monty, I know we're going to talk about this subject a lot, but at this point, The Rock showing up on Raw, everybody loved it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone loved it, man. It was a great moment. Uh, I love the tease too with gender, and uh, you know, and just how you know, kind of teasing that a champion would come out and you disappoint him. And then here comes Dwayne, uh, man. It, again, it was a great, great moment. I think, honestly, uh, this is what we kind of come to expect with Dwayne's visits uh, over the last uh, four however many years it's been, whenever he shows up uh, post uh, his last WrestleMania match, which is forever ago now. But uh, you know, uh, it was a great moment. It, it did. It served the job. Dwayne, the, his connection with those people is is one of a kind. I don't think anyone can uh, can doubt that. But like you kind of just hinted at, we got we got a lot to talk about in regards to that. But
0: yeah, I yeah, mean,
2: man, uh, it was great at the time. But looking at, at it through a, yeah. now, <laughs> look at when, through a lens now, look at that through lens now is kind of tough.
0: <laughs> when, the, when he said, "Where should he sit at the head of the table?" and the crowd cheered. You know, remember yeah. that, all right? I'm just saying. Remember it. Yeah, yeah. think about it. Um, <laughs> also, Seth Rollins somehow defended his title versus Drew. Anyway, move on. SmackDown, January 5th. Kayla Braxton caught up with undisputed champion Roman Reigns, and he laughed off the idea of the Rocks match against him. Back in the arena, we see US champ Logan Paul. We are, did. <laughs> yeah, joining commentary for the finals of the London Tenniship Tournament. Which saw Kevin Owens defeating Santos Escobar. Oakland Wild and Cruzato attacked Gaza and Carrillo ensuring they did not interfere in the match. A post match right hand to the face of Lamar Pole only furthered endeared the prize fighter to the people. And Gina, it's it's weird, isn't it? Kevin Owens was one of those guys. No matter what you give him, he seems to make it more exciting and more invested. And this feud is something that I never thought I'd quite like and I was like yeah go on Owens beat the fuck out of him
1: yeah, definitely. Owens has like this energy that he can just draw you into that energy. If, you, if you're if you not feeling energized, you will after just watching KO because he just emanates that, you know, and it just reflects off of him. And even if you're not really feeling the storyline, by the time like everything is kicking off and popping off in the match, you're, you're already too hooked to be like, oh shit, what's going to happen? Kick his ass, Kevin, do it, you know? So he's definitely infectious like that.
0: Without a doubt, after weeks of cryptic promos, Karen Cross reintroduced the Office of pain to the W universe. The so and Razor attacked and laid out the Street Profits. Cross laid out Bobby Lashley at ringside. A declaration of battle between the two trios. I mean, I'm in, and and Jaxie, just like that. Karen Cross looks like a threat again. How easy is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it 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 does go to show you what a little bit of trust within the wrestler and you know good creative writing can do um as well as you know given the screen time um this is how you showcase you know sort of like a, a faction um straight from the get go and you know what this is the first time that i i i could say uh i'm interested to see what Karrion cross is going to do i absolutely love uh brunette scarlet as well by the way can we just uh you know, give her props for that. Her eyes are so much more piercing, um, with the brunette hair. I'm intrigued to see if she's gonna be more involved, especially with, you know, kind of other news that we'll we'll discuss going for uh forward in this pod. But um as a whole faction, it left me intrigued. I'd, i want to know more. Um I'm I'm liking it. Yeah,
0: without a doubt. Uh W Women's Championship match, Me Ching gave her best but yo sky retained pretty deadly. Yes boy, face butch and his tag partner. Tyler, Bate, Monty, I was so confused. to cheer. But it is great to see the big, strong boy on SmackDown, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's about damn time. I think I, think I made the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I think
0: um, we, a lot of water passed since the last pod, so maybe people don't know. But right. The podcast kind of went to war for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm not going
2: to Right, right, right. And, like, I literally mentioned a stat about, like, him being in development like the length of Jay White's entire career. (laughs) Jay White has debuted for New Japan as a young line, won the world title and left and became a champion at AEW in the length of time that it took Tyler Bate to finally get out of the NXT system. But, it was a great, like you said, awesome to finally see him on that stage. I think the internet, anyone who's watching NXT UK or NXT over the uh, his time period there, even he didn't even really have to do accomplish much just off who he was alone and just how great he was in NXT UK. He already kind of had the cachet to get called up, and then you put him with someone uh, like like a, a Butch at the time or Pete. Of, you know, uh, you know the British Strong style connection. Oh man, it's, it's a perfect, perfect marriage. That you know, uh, I think. Other than maybe having Mister Seven still around, I don't think you oh, can get better don't than know. that. You don't know, do it to
0: me. Don't right. Yeah, I, I, don't even wanna tease I don't even want to tease you. I
2: don't want to tease you.
0: I don't want mean, to tease you. Because but, yeah. be- <laughs> Trent Seven's not even been TNA because he miss his flight. So God knows what's gonna happen
2: <laughs> in the future.
0: So Terrible luck, right?
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, a
0: man when he's down. Uh, anyway, right. back to SmackDown. But it was
2: awesome to see them <laughs> together. Awesome yeah. to see them together.
0: To Roman Reigns' attempt to prevent Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles from earning a shot at him at the Rumble backfired. He came out to attack the three combatants, uh, where General Manager Nick Aldis informed Paul Heyman that Reigns will defend in a fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble. Gina, I don't know about Dumb you. Dumb might... Well, yeah, I think I'm getting some G-sight, because I'm pretty sure I said this that we needed like a four-way match. So I'm uh, thanking Gina for this, you know? <laughs> so, did <right>? I <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I got it right. And I think you projected your G site on me. I'm trying to give uh, you a compliment. Okay. It doesn't work. Doctor, and I don't do it often.
1: Young Padawan. You're welcome.
0: Thank you, Sensei. So <laughs> Raw, January 8th. Drew made a great point. Why did Priest cash in, during the fucking match. I'm not going to talk about a lot. But why? CM Punk made his way to the ring. And the Scottish Robbie ripped into Punk. For various reasons. Just pick them. Uh, tensions rose. But Punk said he was going to walk away. Before it turned into a fight. He made sure to tell McIntyre he'd eliminate him last in the Rumble. Which he will. <sighs> but Drew was great here anyway. In NXT future past match. Chumper beat Balor. With DRA getting a title shot. Kaiser Looked like a killer taking out Kofi. I really, really enjoyed this. Ripley warned Nia, Jax. Caden, Carter, and Katana chance to defeat Chelsea Green and Piper Niven after a hilarious video package for our Truth telling the story how he joined Judgment Day. The Miz battle, JD McDonough. Uh, I got to say, Jaxie, I wasn't sure about our Truth interaction, but he's breath he breathed fresh light into the group, and he has been gold near enough every week. Yeah.
1: I mean, he, he's he's really a hidden gem, you know. Actually, just bringing up our truth. Real side note, real quick. Um, I recently this week just kind of watched. Um, a, there was like a um, on YouTube, like a sort of uh, skit of all of our truth, like causing wrestlers to break character. Um, and you just forget how much of a hidden gem our truth really is, because he can really just improvise at the at the blink of an eye. Um, and really, like, just get the crowd behind him. And like you said, it really has breathed fresh life into the Judgment Day and who they are and, you know, what they stand for um, as a faction. Um, And I just need to kind of give a a bit of a side note of the, uh, do you guys remember the uh, Royal Rumble where Brock Lesnar had come out to sort of announce that he was going to be joining um, and Our truth interrupted him? And completely got it wrong, and thought Paul Heyman was going to be in in the rumble and not Brock um so Paul Heyman had actually before that had happened uh told our truth that this uh that they were going to go out and do a, a a promo um and he said that he had a bet with other executives that uh truth could not get Brock to um laugh uh like out like just randomly laugh. So this is why Truth kind of got involved and then like did that skit, but it was just you know the the fact that Truth you know in the space of ten minutes can come up with something Mm. and go out there and perform it and actually not only just make Brock laugh but make everyone just fall into a state of laughter. Like you you can't go wrong with like inserting Truth every now and again into these different segments because he makes it work. He's just great.
0: (laughs) Well, and also he's more of an official member than JD is because he has got his name on a T-shirt. So, I'm Yeah, just, I mean, you know, technically
1: and so. Well. He, like, and, and technically, JD really did lose. Uh, so, he really shouldn't be in uh, the Judgment Day. So, sit on that uh, because, uh, you know, that what we we are going to get another JD and R-Truth one-on-one and I'm all here for it if we do.
0: Yeah, without doubt. Well, in the main event of Raw, Cody beat Nakamura in a street fight. Smackdown on the 12th, Blair beat Bailey because she had no help from damage control. The testament was named that Cross... uh, Well, the final testament of the group was named, making Cross more interesting than he has in years. Theory and Melo suffered a scary bump when um, he landed on his head, basically. Not enough spring on the ropes. Monty, did you shit yourself with Melo for a second? You just... You ruined everything. You ruined standing Deliver.
2: (laughs) Definitely was uh was worried a little bit at the beginning but what I saw the replay I was I was at least sure that they didn't break their neck <laughs> but a concussion or something like that I definitely was still worried about that cuz they fell like, right on head. Worse. but it was tough
0: so Yeah, a yeah, theory nice. landed
2: works, <laughs> exactly so I was like okay at least mellow might be at worse <laughs> A head injury. But, yeah, it was definitely scary. And I've seen Theory do that move plenty of times. So it was kind of yeah. weird that it just didn't go, like you said, like it usually goes. It just didn't get enough air.
0: Yeah, it won't do it again. Uh, so, <laughs> Heyman, <laughs> Heyman can find a partner for Jimmy and Solo as they lost to LA Knight, Age of Sales, and Randy Orton. Raw 15th of January, Cody and Drew faced off with McIntyre speaking facts. Uh, someone's out to get Chelsea Green and Piper Niven because they lost again this time to the way. Xavier Woods showed what he can bring as Ziem and Kaiser continued with the Imperium and the New Day feud. Gunther did return and said he would win the Rumble. 600 days for Gunther for Raw after the Rumble. I mean, Gina, we talk about the Imperium and New Day feud that we've seen on Raw, which is bringing fire to both sides. But also with Gunther, it's just incredible. And his reign's not boring yet either, you know?
1: yeah I mean the thing the thing is I don't want to compare Gunther to Roman because their their titles are are different and they they've had a completely different reigns, but this is what I mean in terms of like not making a storyline boring. Gunther has been here almost every week, you know, keeping us interested in having him on our screens having title defences and showing why he really actually deserves to be holding this belt for so long because he just defends and defends. And yeah, okay. He does have some of the other two cause distractions and at some of the uh, matches, but not every match, you know, there have been plenty of matches, matches and defences that Gunther had where it's literally just been him and his guys haven't been there to, you know, cause distractions. Um, and that's what makes it a bit hard to then say we're not bored of kind of Roman's reign in a way because, you know, we don't see him every week. When we do get to see him actually defend the matches on a a premium live event, and even then he's pretty much got the same storyline going, he gets help from the bloodline, you know? And it's, it's... it becoming a bit of a regurgitated thing that's just going over and over in this vicious circle. Whereas Gunther's reign just feels completely different and he's smashing it. So he definitely deserves this 600 plus day reign. And I'm I'm kind of looking forward to, but also not looking forward to his reign ending.
0: <laughs> it's going to be weird, isn't it? Living in a world where he's not an economic champion or him as champion, you know? I think like even with a pod, he's been champion for like Nine hundred days altogether, including the UK title. I was about <laughs> to say,
2: this man, this man is a master at long range, Okay, <laughs> if there's one thing Gould to know how to do, is hold a
0: belt. When he wins the WWE title, you could be like, "Fucking hell, we're in for another one!" Like, here we go. <laughs> well, also
1: but also, just to touch on the feud that's currently going on between Imperium and New Day at the moment, I'm absolutely loving it. You know, there's no titles. In this in this story, it's literally just pure hatred that has stemmed from one match going too far, you know, and and people looking to get retribution for their tag partner, etc. The, the feuds have been great. Not only has Kofi just smashed it in the matches, but so has his Xavier, and both of the Imperium. God, and then I know their names Ludwig and Ludwig, and what's the other one?
2: Vinci. Gio, Giovanni.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry, Giovanni. I hey.
0: didn't know that. I so he's had a concussion okay. and you forgot his name. He's had a horrible month.
1: <laughs> They've all been smashing it, basically. And I, I've really enjoyed this feud and I'll, I'll happily watch more matches between
0: all of them. Without a doubt, we see Becky Lynch and Ray Ripley facing off. And then Jinder Mahal was unsuccessful versus Seth Rollins. But it looked like Rollins injured himself. We'll find out a bit more about that. But Jaxie... Question is, everybody hinted Jinder, you know, and this is Tony Khan's doing. Now he have got a W title match, but how do you think he done? And do you think we should invest more time in Jinder Mahal? Is he underrated?
1: I mean Especially when you kind of compare him to Seth right now, I would say yes. I mean, yes, he has the status of former WWE champion behind him. However, he did kind of just slightly sidestep. He he returned, he came back, but he's not had a series of like singles matches that really promote, you know. His strength and his dominance, and what he can do back in the ring again since like be- having so much time away. So, this match to me, I didn't really feel the importance that I felt like it could have had. Um, if you'd have actually built this up, you know, like this just felt like a uh, what, what do they call it? A interme- intermediate f- uh, intermediate feud or like you know, like a, just a little middleman feud.
0: feud or something like that yeah. I'm transitional afraid. feud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just like n- no one's really meant to take it seriously. And think that like Seth is going to lose here. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. And it's not because Jinder's not good a- at wrestling, but it's because he sort of instantly came back. There's a lot of people that have not seen him in a while. We haven't really seen what he can do. And he's not come across that dominant, even though he's got this, you know, uh, uh, what 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 do they call themselves oh it's on the tip of my tongue what's his his group called indishire thank you indishire he, he looks dominant yeah but like he doesn't come across it because we haven't seen him in the ring for so long we haven't seen them dominating in the ring um so i think that that also like builds to this dynamic of us not taking this feud seriously or actually believing that Seth could lose here
0: you know yeah, I think without back doubt. Be interested to see what happens in the uh, kind of fallout from this. On to SmackDown, we had a contract signing with no Roman. Legado beat LWO. Pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Face Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. That's right. The Bruiserweight is back. Monty, is this a missing piece? We talked about British Strong Style and everything like this, but Pete Dunne being Pete Dunne again.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I, I was... Will- Honestly, I'm. I'm happy. I think it's one of those things that everyone who knows anything about uh, Pete Dunn, we've probably been waiting for a while at this point. Like, what took you so long, Trips? <laughs> Honestly, to try to, to to go ahead and switch it back. I, I think we've been seeing the subtle hints for a while ever since the uh, brawling brutes kind of. Uh, you know, I don't know if I don't know if they formally even ever really broke up, but they weren't on TV together anymore. So that's basically how it went. But yeah, man, I think everyone, uh even people who don't who didn't watch his run as NXT UK champion. Like I know people who are fans of Pete Dunne just before WWE who wanted that version of him back because he just was that great and he meant that much to so many people. So uh it, I'm happy, I'm I'm excited. And it's one of those things that uh, how far can he go in the WWE format as Pete Dunn. Will he be given the time? Will he be, uh, you know, allowed to be in the ring with people that fit? Like, I just immediately started thinking about, you know, eventually get him in the Raw, let him fight Gunther, or, like, you know, again, you know, just, like, put him in the ring with people. Even even in this tag division with Tyler Bate, uh, I would like to just see him in the ring with the right people, and you could just see Pete Dunn shine doing what he does best. So I just hope everything – I hope going forward he's given the time to actually be the star we know he has the potential to be and who we know Triple H also believed in at a period of time. But honestly, we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out. But I'm definitely happy to see him back and not Butch anymore. I think we all can agree. The Butch era, he made the best of it. He tried. He even got it over yeah. a little bit. But it was, it was definitely time for Pete Dunne to return.
0: For all sure. Sorry about say, just be careful for Tyler Bate because Pete Dunne is going to turn on him. Like we know that is coming. <laughs> like, the Pete Dunne he'll turn. Bingo. Will be with us. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, with Roman Reigns as well, he had a milestone at one thousand two hundred and thirty-eight days. He surpassed Bruno Sammartino's second longest reign to now hold the fourth longest world championship reign in WWE. In order to reach third and surpass Hoke Hogan's reign of one thousand four hundred and seventy-four days, Reigns will need to hold on to it till mid-September twenty twenty-four. I'm not betting against it. Raw twenty <laughs> second go home show. World Heavyweight champion Seth Rollins told the W Universe he will not miss WrestleMania 40. The vision he vowed to everything his power to compete at the showcase for the Immortals and defend his title f- despite his knee injury. Gunther interrupted claimed he would win the Raw Rumble and challenge Rollins. Well, he said he'd win the Rumble on Sunday, but he meant it for the European fans before anybody else says anything. And then that ended with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods attacking Kaiser and Vinci, head of the match. Uh, that match ended in a count-out. But, Gene, I mean, what a start to Raw. I mean, Raw has changed considerably the past you know, couple of years, and it was just such an exciting start.
1: yeah definitely I, again like i i've kind of been commenting on this the past few pods as well on how much i'm i'm looking more and more forward to watching raw because the storylines have picked up and they have gotten better and the matches have have gotten better better as well um and it's not to say that the wrestlers were, themselves were bad but it we were just getting a lot of repetitiveness i found so the the rules that we're getting lately especially this one the way it kicked off that match was so good it was pay-per-view, worth, uh, pay-per-view worthy you know so for for me yeah I would have given it a five star rating for that match because it was just so good it popped off
0: and what were your thoughts on Seth with his injury but saying he's going to get to Mania uh,
1: I'm, I don't know I'm a bit confused I don't know how big they're playing into this injury like I, this was one question I was going to ask you guys actually are they making Seth's injury out to be worse than what it is? Because I'm a little confused. When I saw him kind of hobbling out, part of me was a little bit concerned, like, right, okay, well, he definitely is not making it to mania, but Seth keeps talking as if he will be in mania. So I'm really confused. Are they, they like, feigning his injury to be bigger than what it is? Or is he going to be well enough after whatever surgery
0: he might need? I thought okay. they were playing up the fact that he wouldn't make it, even though they kind of knew he would. But I think the injury yeah. is quite bad. But they were hoping no, no, for Punk. Like, you know, like I don't. <laughs> yeah. The other way, you know, like
2: he's rehabbing.
0: That's what. He, that's what's going on. He's rehabbing, and he tore,
2: he tore his meniscus, which you he can get back from a meniscus tear, and fight Mania, even with you know he said he wants to come back before in and fight some matches before mania and that's the thing where it's like okay so you tore your meniscus and then they claim an mcl might be strained or torn also so it's like i don't know i don't think you can have both of those things torn and still do it but he hey maybe he he been fighting through the back injury they claim he had too so it's just like he's been beat down a long time so he's
0: still not cashed in
2: <laughs> <laughs> right okay, so take? And that's the thing. That's the thing that made me mad. It's like, Priest, he is out
0: here.
2: <laughs> Destroy it. Just come out there. And he's going to be in a full
0: body in cast in a couple of weeks. time. So, <laughs> Priest will still be like, now is not the time.
1: Nah, not the time. I'm waiting. I'm just going to get weekend at Bernie's vibes. for, for yeah. man.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But no, he's supposed to be rehabbing. It's supposed to be legitimate. I think it is. It's just, like like James said they're just holding out they were holding out on the fact that he could at least rehab stay away and then possibly be at least 70% i guess so he can work a match around WrestleMania time cuz he may not he may not be 100% that that ain't going to happen no
0: well okay. in the most um, we'll have to anticipate... monitor and see
1: how that goes i guess <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean it's worked out from so far you know as, we, as we're going to say like in the most anticipated segment of the week's Raw, they were seeing Punk and Cody Rose coming face-to-face. And the Men's Raw Rumble rival spoke of the late Dusty Rose and took a few digs at each other for Punk claimed to be more like his father than his son. The American Art Method for a talk claiming to be more CM Punk than the man standing before him. Jack, see, this segment was sensational, really, wasn't it? You know, before we got to everything that happened after.
1: yeah i mean you're talking about uh two men who really strive at promos uh they like, you know they're always hyped as it is so watching these two sort of like uh talk against one another yeah uh this if this didn't get you sort of hyped to actually kind of like see more from them um I don't know what would. Obviously, we've got like a lot more that uh, still needs to be discussed when it comes to everything to do with this. But uh, again, just a great promo that really just hyped up what could be between these two, you know? Yeah,
0: without a doubt. Like I said, at that point, the two favourites to win, we weren't sure. Facing off before we got to the Rumble is a perfect way of doing it. In the main event, Drew McIntyre smashed Damien Priest. Didn't even break a sweat. Smackdown go home, January twenty sixth. Orton, AJ and LA Knight had a chat. The debuting Electra Lopez spoke alita's quest for revenge, where attack on Selena Vega proved to be a distraction for Centre Ascobar getting the victory over him. Monty, I was pissing a moment about this and trips has shut me up with Electra Lopez being a part of it again. You know, he was right. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, it was great to see
2: her, you know, back. Uh, I honestly, it's funny you mentioned that. I didn't really care about the initial thing, but her showing up when she did, right at like a couple weeks after after being nice <laughs> to Cruz <laughs> Del Toro, and uh, she was just talking to them on NXT, like, they, you know, was a La Familia? and then a few weeks later, here she go, right on Santos' side. It was great to see her, though. It makes sense. I will say this, uh, Santos... Has some has some uh, very uh, influential ways, so I say, because he just left her, left her high and dry down in Florida, and she's, uh, no, no, who cares? I'm, I'm here for you if you need me. <laughs> Maybe she's just smart and she know that was her ticket to the main roster. I
0: did tell you, uh, I told you in the update. Yeah. Electra should have gone with Santos. I mean, again. Oh I'm yeah, definitely. Yeah, for and then
2: think about what she ended up doing. Like what did she have what did she do alone really, like as a wrestler? Not much. Didn't, she didn't get it accomplished much she, other than she formed a team, than, damn it. That's what she okay. What did they win what did they win before they broke up? <laughs> they broke up <laughs> Broke up like seven weeks after getting together. But,
0: anyway, yeah, but uh, anyway. We can we can have an argument on the next update about that. But like right, said, we it can was,
2: talk about that later. But it's yeah. Good to, see uh,
0: her. good to see her though. It and it, it made sense. Yeah. Without a doubt. Damage control made good on its promise to acquire the Women's Tag Team Championship with the Kabuku Warriors, Kari Sane and Oscar defeating Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Now, Jax, are probably thinking that you loved this, but I felt a bit sorry for Chance and Carter because they literally beat Niven and Green just to lose to Oscar and Sane.
1: Yeah, I mean... I did actually kind of feel sorry for them in, in this instance. Don't get me wrong, excitement was there. We already knew that having both Kyrie and Oscar reunite, there was only a matter of time that they were going to get the titles back. Um, but it really did feel like uh, they didn't really want to squash Chelsea Green and Piper that so They were like, again, a transitional champion just to be able to, like, uh, make the way for the Kabuki Warriors. So I did actually feel sorry for them. And I I know, like, that kind of sounds really bad because I don't want it to come across like pity. I don't pity them. I think that they, you know, had a great opportunity and they, they ran with it and did what they were able to do with, with it. Um, you know, but, like, I, I, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because... When you've got a stronger team that that is reunited, like the Kabuki Warriors, and when you want to actually start making these titles a bit more prominent, it sounds really bad, but you need to kind of put them back on someone a bit more prominent within the tag team division. And uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter both um have only recently joined the main roster, so I have no doubt that they'll have another opportunity to hold these belts again but I mean they 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 were given the first opportunity to like start setting the platform for themselves, so the only thing that they can do going forward is just continue to work on their tag team on their presence within the ring on their uh uh you know, promo uh work and their talk and just sort of like uh overall like uh preening up of their characters and what they're trying to bring to the company. Um because that is, is exactly what, everything I just described is exactly what the KBP warriors already have established within the company. So this is kind of what they've got to continue building on now. Um that being said, I do think going forward WWE have a very exciting uh you know, potential exciting year ahead for the women's tag team division uh, if they really are going to uh, like push tag teams and, and the, those titles. So, we'll see how, how things run with it, you know?
0: Yeah, but one thing, and again, I know we've got a lot to talk about, but even with Green and Niven, if they stay together with Chance and Carter, with, like I said, the Kabuki Warriors, with The Way, uh, there's quite a few women's tag team coming through now. Obviously, with Starks and um, uh, Baseline and Stark, you know, so they I said hopefully they can build something. Uh, and just when the Bobby Lashley and Street Profits thought they had the answers, the final testament changed the question as they refused the advertised match for their rivals and said jumping them before leaving them lying. Austin Theory beat Kamala Hayes thanks to Waller. A 2 and 1 beat down last match was short lived though, as Trick Williams made the save for Hayes. Monty. People were surprised Trick was over. It translated beautifully, you know. I nearly cried, you know. I was chanting, whoop, black Trick. But, my God, tears in my eyes.
2: Yeah, that reaction was beautiful. It was well-deserved. Uh, it's one of those things you always wonder, especially I know me and you since we, we get to watch a lot of it all the time. You always wonder, man, are they, you know, how many people are getting a chance to actually catch what's going on in NXT? How many people actually... Know who Trick Williams is? Uh, is it just down there in that arena in Florida? Because as good as that crowd can be, it also can inflate some people. We've seen it over the years that some people, like for example, I love Johnny Gargano, but in NXT, Johnny Gargano, the reaction he gets there, you would think he was Austin or some of these guys compared to what he gets on the main roster. You know, it's, it's different. It's different. It's great as Johnny Gargano is. Uh, but to hear that crowd really be into it, I know that was also in Florida, but that was a big arena. They was into it. They chanted it. He felt like a star. And then the fact that you hear rumors after that, that people backstage took note, they were surprised. But also, like, no, nah, hold on. We can see the future to where Trick can be the guy at a WrestleMania down the line. When you hear stuff like that with somebody that you, again, we me and you both watch him just basically be a manager to where he is now, yeah, man, I'm with you. I understand the tears, bro. I was very, very proud. And it's just awesome stuff when you think about it. Like, it's great to see that we've, we've been saying it for a while. NXT, man, they've been doing great. Like, the, the product, quality-wise, has really grown. To, 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 and then you kind of get it validated when you hear someone like Trick, who's been completely organic, get over to the point to where the main roster feels it, too.
0: I think people forget wrestling should be fun. So cheering along to whoop Black trick as well, and when he comes out, it's part of the fun, right? Yeah, people go, "Oh, we well, can't." We're yeah. thinking the ring. It's like, no, but he's got charisma, star talent, and the it factor. Yeah, that's not important. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens with Trick. So does Sokoa tried to fix the problem that was La night. Uh, before he could, Styles interfered and chaos erupted, bringing the main event of Friday Show to an abrupt end. Or made the save. The Viper on court draping DDTs and RKOs to all around him and appeared to be the last man standing entering the rumble until Knight delivered blunt force trauma from out of nowhere as the show came to a close. Genus, what were your thoughts on this then? I mean, we got the fatal four way, of course. LA Knight left standing, which we know means he hasn't got a chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really hor- horrible to say you, like that you have the thoughts of, oh, LA Knight, you're in here to kind of take the pin, sorry. But y- you can't help but see it because you know that that's the way that WWE works you know they don't want to bury their their top stars that they've got involved in this match and they've got some real top names in this match so who who would be best and so you assume and you're going to think it's going to be more of the the newer man in the mix which is LA Knight but um that's kind of how I came out of this segment thinking you know LA Knight is looking good here because they're going to bury him <laughs> at the at the main Rumble match so it's it's hard because you don't want to have that like pity for him, but he's also in a match with three great people who have made such significant waves in their own careers. And this is just going to help him, you know? So it's a kind of win, win, lose situation, a little bit like um, the the tag teams, um, Katana chance and, and the other one, it's a bit like them. At least they get, you know, right (laughs) that they get for the two weeks that they're, they're getting the high on, you know?
0: Yeah, I think without doubt, it's an interesting one, isn't it, you know? Uh, But again, not a bad build-up to the Royal Rumble. Uh, I've got to take a deep breath now because we've got news that we're going to talk about. Up first, it is uh, news that dropped on the 23rd of January with Raw going to Netflix from 2025. A 10-year deal of $5 billion. It will leave broadcast TV for the first time in 31 years. Uh, But of course, the bigger news maybe for some, and especially for me, is the fact that Netflix will take all WWE content at the start of next year, which means it is the end of the WWE network. So the very thing that uh, we started to show, to review, will be ending at the end of the year, and the very thing that tried to shut us down a few years ago is shutting at the end of the year, and we're not, so fuck you. Uh, No hard feelings. Anyway. Hell yeah. Fuck (laughs) them. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them all. Uh, (laughs) Who won that war? Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, Jaxi, WWE to Netflix in a huge deal. This was great news for WWE.
1: I mean, it's great news for the UK fans, to be honest. Uh, This makes... uh, watching content so much easier um i i was kind of very happy and pleased with this uh personally so um i'm ready for that just give me all of the content and please you've already got my subscription netflix
0: (laughs) well this is the thing this is the exciting thing for me i just cancelled my tnt or discovery plus whatever the fuck it's called now subscription so i'm literally going to save like 30 quid a month so exactly. Is, well, so really we because of the network. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it it really does work in in UK fans favor for sure and probably a few other countries that may may you know struggle uh to keep up with it as well. So um I'm sure that there's a lot of people very happy and pleased with this move.
0: Yeah, right. I mean Monty, I know you ride the cock in America. Uh and I think I don't know how much it changes there but it's going to be a bit of a steep change, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's different. It's definitely more accessible. Uh, and uh, I think the the process for us won't change because if you've been in America and like you said, you've been dealing with the cock. Uh, it, it's been a part of another streaming service with other types of series and categories. And it has it on. And, uh, Peacock has its own WWE section and all that. So it, that don't really change basically when it comes to like navigating through Netflix and finding WWE but uh what's going to be different is the live streaming capability. I don't I Netflix has live streamed a couple of things, but it's going to be interesting to see Peacock actually live streams streams all types of sports and news and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how Netflix's servers and all of that how that works for like the premium live events and stuff next year uh but uh I, I I'm assuming that they got all that worked out. That's why they spent all that money. If you got $5 billion to give to WWE, I'm sure you, get, you have some money for your server. I am saying, yeah.
0: Uh, you, I, remember I when the assume network, yeah, When right. they did the streaming on the network, we did lose, I think, half a takeover. But again, there's going to be those type of problems. But like I said, it's not going to be a money issue.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. It's not going to be. Exactly. They shouldn't have a, a money problem doing it. So yeah, like accessibility, man. It's, you know, Netflix is pretty much on every device. Pretty much like if you buy a new TV, you almost automatically have Netflix programmed into it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, uh, it's going to be cool from that element. And I think uh, for, for just the casual fan, I know a lot of people who don't keep up with wrestling or, or were excited telling me, oh, yeah, I get to watch. Oh, you know, I can go check out, check out Steve Austin and stuff. Uh, uh, you know, people people like, from you know, when I grew up watching, I can just watch it now because that's going to be on Netflix. So I think that's going to be really cool. And once again, uh, as much as I, as much as, the, as Flack as done guiding, as they as they deserve in a lot of cases, they do need need credit. The WWE Network was one of the first of its kind. They kind of started this whole streaming service, you know, thing, you know, boom of everyone trying to be a Netflix for themselves. So it's kind of funny that they're joining Netflix now, but for them to take Raw that was live that's been live on television for so long and to make that you know 100% digital like I, I like i mentioned on my show cable companies uh, across the country especially in america but i'm pretty, like you said uh, with you guys over there around the world they're going people are going to start paying attention to where it's like normal television in the, in by 10 years depending on how things go who knows who who will be live streaming? Like sports is going to different streaming services and all of that. So the fact that WWE is jumping one of their major programs to Netflix, a hundred percent, is a big deal. And I think uh, it, it's one of those trailblazer type of things. Now I heard that Netflix can cancel this if they want to. It could be done. They can, it could be done in up ten to, years or it could go up to twenty. Yeah, so yeah, like 20. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can cancel in five, right? Or it can go up to ten or up to twenty. So yeah, man, uh, it'll be interesting to see how things work out. I think it'll be a success, but I can't wait to see how things play out. I'm someone who hasn't really been subscribed to Netflix. I don't use it. I didn't use it enough, but now I'll be right back where I used to be on Netflix. So I have no problem with it. So it'll be cool.
0: You're right. The company also announced that the superstar wrestler turned actor Dwayne Johnson, if you've heard it, this is the press release, by the way, has joined TKO as a director. He now owns the Rock trademark. But I don't think anything will be done with this. You know, he's on the board, so what? It's not like anything's going to change.
2: Yeah, nothing's going to change. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay.
0: Uh, and then someone tweeted me as well, saying WWE reached a 10-year deal with Netflix for $5 billion. Rock's been named a board member. Akala is potentially starting in NXT, which was a rumor. Kevin Patrick has been fired from commentary as well. And they say they don't remember a crazier week. Well, it got crazier, it did. Um, here we go. We're going to talk about it. Um, and basically, a bit of an update here. This is for BBC News as well. Vincent Mann has quit in the wake of a sex trafficking allegations from a former employee. Janelle Grant alleges Vince McMahon and another ex-executive, John Laurinaitis, sexually assaulted and trafficked her to entice wrestling talent. Mr. McMahon, 78, said in the statement he made a decision to resign as the executive chairman of TKO and Parrot company with WWE. He has denied the allegations. He said the lawsuit is replete with lies, but out of respect for the universe, he's going to step away. Miss Grant, a former employee, accused Mr. McMahon and Lauren Knight of trafficking uh, to other men as a sexual pawn to entice world famous wrestling talent. Um... This I mean we've got to talk about it. But this news broke last week. Um, I think last Friday, if I'm right. And at that point we were scheduled to do a classic Royal Rumble review. Uh and then when this happened we kinda of decided against it. I mean, I don't know who to start with really, I mean Jackson, I mean we talk about this. I mean
1: wait- before we go to before we go to Jacks, I mean, I'll just say because I don't really want to stay too much on this. I know that my sister's got a lot to say, and I reflect a lot of what she's going to say ahead of time. So I'm just going to chime in and say it was very difficult to really feel amped up for a pod to review a classic Royal Rumble after hearing such devastating news if uh, if you want to call it that that's the best way i can describe it to be respectful you know um the 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 news is is not shocking in terms of allegations against vince but the details that have emerged with this news has been very shocking so i can imagine that this has affected so many people across the world if they have looked at this you know everyone reacts in their own ways they have their own experiences and this might trigger some people. And, yeah, it's a very difficult subject. And, again, I'm just going to leave my piece there. A lot of what my views are or what my sister
0: is going to talk about. So I'll let her chime in and say. Yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, Gina, that is perfect. And I completely agree with you. And my views on this are exactly the same as the entire team. So, yeah, I mean, Jax, if you want to start, yeah, and then Molly, I mean, I... you pick up afterwards and then... Both take the floor. We'll sit back.
1: Uh, no, wait, wait, hold on. I feel like I feel like Gina's really overhyped me having some major speech uh, prepared for this. Um, I don't. Uh, obviously, I'm quite ai opinion- I'm I'm quite opinionated on this situation, but I mean the overall feeling is this. Uh, the the allegations behind vince is not surprising considering the type of character we have seen all throughout wrestling throughout the attitude era everything but as uh gina rightly pointed out i think where the shock lies is uh you know a lot of what has come out you know the messages between gina and and vince and just how derogative um and and you know very like just skin crawling to actually read um and just know that this is sort of Vince. Um <clears throat> I don't really I, I I really hope that we're going to actually see some justice given to Janelle and, and also uh, I I hope that this whether there's uh any other potential victims that this gives them the strength that they need to, you know, come forward with with Uh, anything that they have to say themselves. Um, I know that there's like, you know, a lot of people that are kind of discussing things um, and, you know, saying some stuff is uh, due to speculation. So I don't really want to, um, you know, do too much of a a, a feminist outlook on, on where things go from here. Um, or what this means to the Me Too movement, not until we've got a lot more concrete evidence of what's probably going to come to light. However, um, we really need to take into account, like, you know, what what sort of a publicity this is going to be for the victim herself um, and, you know, just give our thoughts to her um, and let her know that she is also in our thoughts and, and, and what she's going through right now, because a lot of the news right now is all about John and, and Vince um, we've got a lot of what's coming to light is a he-said-she-said said thing, um, and, you, you know, that there's more people involved. You know, we can't just discuss this and Vince McMahon without bringing up John Laurinaitis and the elephant in the room, which is the so-say UFC wrestler who was also involved. Uh, now, given the time period, that does insinuate... Uh, that that is Brock Lesnar. And, you know, as a result, we've also seen, like, WWE take uh, silent action when it comes to sort of the merchandise that they're uh, selling on their shops. There's a lot of factors involved, as you can tell. So I- I'm treading lightly with my words here right now until we know more going forward um, and, you know, getting more uh, sort of evidence. But we can already see, like, a flurry of uh, potential... Discussions from other uh, people, not rightly involved, but, you know, third party people people who who could account to Vince's actions to potentially John Laurinaitis' actions to potentially Brock's actions. I I condone all of this right now. I'm not siding with any of these men. Um, I'm just trying to be very uh, careful with my words, um, with what we discuss right now with... uh, Little evidence, uh, not little
0: evidence. Little known. I know yeah, we don't know the whole. It's not the whole story, but again, it's yeah. It's a really delicate situation. I know people go, "Oh, I feel sorry exactly. for you," and it's not us. It's like I said, it's horrible for the victims and exactly and everything else that happened. And like I said, this hmm. story is going to kind of grow, isn't it? You know,
1: exactly. So I think I think that is predominantly what. My sister was probably thinking I was just going to sum up, but so those are my thoughts really. So sorry to ramble on a little bit. It was just really hard. It's really hard to piece together. And right now, I just want everyone listening. I want um, you know all all uh, factors involved and players involved in this story, in this uh, you know building storyline right now um, and case that like our our thoughts and support are primarily with janelle at this point mm-hmm. um and you know going forward we will support whatever else is to come out but let's please you know as a social media sort of uh branch let let's not uh you know speculate too much without hearing more um let's let's show support where it's needed right now you know and anyone involved please do speak out please seek help uh like gina said this is quite triggering news
0: yeah without a doubt um I mean, Monty, this is just, you know, again, people going, oh, this happened two days before the Rumble. And it's like, that wasn't the story. You know, the story is the story. And other people maybe haven't read this lawsuit or, you know, talk about it. But, again, this is just a, it's not even a black eye for, like, the wrestling world. This is just the foundations have been shaken, you know. Even, like, (laughs) watching it as a child, kind of memories have been taken away in a weird way.
2: Yeah, man. You know, it was stuff like you just mentioned, or even, uh, Jackson, I think you guys talked, uh, both of you guys mentioned Vince's character, or as I call him, Nasty Man 1, Lord Not Nasty Man 2, and just Big Nasty with Brock. I Again, I I, I, I don't have a problem with minimizing their role. Like, I don't even like talk, saying their name. That's how aggravating it gets the more you read about it because it's just sickening, sickening stuff. Even if it is a legend, it's just to go to that amount of detail and to for all the involvement and every, all of the not so innocent actions from the people. Like, I mean, we have one of the people involved literally pretty much. If you're saying you're a victim too, you're telling me some of this, at least some of this is true. And if, if even, even, if even a little bit is true, what the hell am I supposed to assume we, we, we making up if even a little bit of some of this stuff is true? because that's just how messed up it is that's how messed up it really it really really is. the details were horrible it, and like you mentioned ruining childhood memories no doubt like I I frequently watch um, Rawls and Smackdown I used to do it more often uh but I would watch old Rawls and Smackdown from the uh, from the aggression era because I was younger I watched it but a lot of the stuff is hazy so sometimes I would go back I already covered basically most All of the attitude era and all that and to kinda be in the year two thousand three when Vince was all over television, especially SmackDown. And James, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. He had going on on television, uh, when it came to his family, when it came to Sable and just yeah, think about trying to watch all think about remembering some of that stuff and then reading some of this that you hear that you saw in there. It's just and then the
0: rumors of like Wanting Shane and Stephanie to do like an incestual angle, and then right. being told no, and not realizing why, you know, exactly like, not
2: understanding my, what's wrong with it.
0: My first rumble was January '99. It was 25 years ago with Vincent Austin, and that whole feud now and memory has been kind of tarnished with it. And I know it's yeah. like, oh, sorry for me, but again, it's it's worse because of w- what's happened to others, and we've got exactly. evidence right in front of us. It's, it reminds me a bit of, like, the Joey Ryan thing with people going, Did you know, like, a penis wrestler was, like, a pervert. You go, you've seen all these videos of Vincent Mann and every diva that ever came in. Every diva, he, exactly. Every single one. Every single one. He had there's one, be a video at least one angle. Of, with you know, of Tori, Stacy, you know, Candice, whatever you want to put. Go there. down the line. It exactly. It makes me fucking sick and it makes the attitude exactly. Especially with these like chocolate bowl matches and fucking Yeah. You, know, you got um, Tori who came out and said and the
2: bikini matches was horrifying for her. She hated God. doing them. Just like come on now. Think about you know. this. And think about how many women we saw get forced through that. Think about who's recruiting a lot of these women, like the Maria Canellis like the uh you know, Christy Hemme, Ashley Mazzaro. Don't get me started on some of the details oh, that that yeah. came out about poor Ashley
1: Mazzaro. You know what I mean? So Yeah, let's not bring up Ashley because we can be here for a whole other hour. Going exactly. That's a show to itself. So, exactly. you know, if, if, if we don't think that, like, repercussions are not going to come from this lawsuit and, like, you know, names such as Ashley are not going to get brought up um, for Vince, like, he's, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, that there's going to be a lot, that uh, of of repentance that's going to come f- forward from this but yeah we could be over here for a whole hour if we were actually going to dissect her uh, exactly. and everything and everything she went through so
0: again
1: what monty said i've actually been rewatching <laughs> old school rules and smackdowns and you can actually see the discomfort in the women's faces when they're wrestling. I think one of the, one of the matches that I saw was um, Terry versus the cat. And they just basically had to rip each other's clothes off and do a stink face to each other. That was the, the rules of the match. And it's like, you could just see just the discomfort, you know, there. And back then it was like, you know, entertainment and fun to watch. But now, especially with all this coming to light, it just makes you feel sick to your stomachs. Exactly.
0: When they did exactly. the Trish angle with her to bark like a dog, Sky cut the... Yeah footage they didn't show it so even back then there we go i kissing these girls in front of his wife right there's just limits right in front
2: See, of his wife man yeah it's it's I, do, though,
0: I think again there's, there's a limit. lot to still talk about so what we'll do we bring out an old favorite from the Dublin past which will be controversial characters and i think in the next maybe couple of months or so we'll do an episode about that one thing, though.
2: I just want to say one thing, though. Go on, go, go. One thing. Because uh, my wife and other people, I've seen many women who are just, and not even talking about the victims, because obviously prayers and all of that go out, of course. But to all the women who enjoy wrestling, you, you two girls included, because I know at the end of the day, it's tough. If there's one thing I've learned from just listening to women around me who like wrestling, yeah, it's like that in the gaming community. It's like that in other communities. It is tough on women in the wrestling to be a fan of wrestling. So the fact that we got somebody who literally is considered like the godfather, or someone, or who's considered as someone who is the reason why a lot of people enjoy wrestling, and they have to hear stuff like that and see read details and stuff like that. Some people having to relive horrifying things that happened to them through the experiences of Miss Grant. Like, again, it's just it's terrible. And like you, like you guys mentioned, everyone needs to be dealt with however it needs to be done. And yeah, I can say a whole lot more, but I just want everybody to just understand that, you know, on my podcast, this show, any anytime you talk, like we wanna make, I'm one of the guys in the wrestling that wanna make this a safe space for the many women who enjoy wrestling for what it is. So, you know, I don't I'm not I, I'm I want to do whatever it is. Let me know however I can help as a man to make wrestling as safe and as open and, and just a better place than what it has been, because I can only imagine how hard it's been to be a wrestling fan when you hear uh, when you're hearing stuff and you're seeing stuff like that. It's hard for some women to even support WWE anymore if they didn't have love for some of the talent that do that do what they do and work their work their asses off it's plenty of women who probably would have stopped watching a long time ago. So yeah, I just want to well, just, again, just want to do whatever I can to make it as safe as we, as I possibly can. can. And that's the only thing I can say about this.
1: Yeah. Well said,
0: yeah. 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 The thing is as well, is that if you're sitting idly by now and watching this go by, you're just as bad face as anybody, you know, it's, it, we've seen this before and it's time for a change and you have to kind of have your voice heard. If you're not saying anything, you're doing nothing, basically, you know, so we need people to kind of like come forward and speak in support of all these people, that we, you know, like we've had either be victims right. or anything like that, you know, because it's I've had enough, you know, it's, it's, it's all well to support it. It's the same you you still have the same problems with race as you do with your kind of the way women are treated, and it really just just you know, um, it's just horrible, and we shouldn't be like this. Not in twenty twenty four, you know. Everybody should be fucking safe. It's as simple as that. It's just not right, you know. But these people, whether it be you know men in power using their money or whatever it is, you know, it's just it's just enough is enough, and it's time for a change. And we just can't sit by anymore. We have to take action, you know? Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's time for the Royal Rumble. Hey, what about. (laughs) There you go. We're going to. That's
2: exactly what everybody who worked the show had to do right there.
0: Oh, mate. (laughs) It's like, if if people have accused me of being bipolar, this is it now. You know, like, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Here we go. Let me do it. January 27th, Royal Rumble. What better way to kick off Let me kick off? And as I was just saying, whose idea was it for Hogan to do the intro? Eh? Whose fucking bright idea was that? Oh, man. There was, I, I agree. I've seen some guys. That I don't know such it is. And then we're going, what do I do with my Brock figures? And I'm going, but you've still got Hogan figures on your shelf, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, what is, what is wrong with these people?
2: Like, what's, what's, what the oh, fuck oh it's, There's it's some, it's some people out there who fight to the death about Hogan, and I just politely let them know they can fuck off.
1: <laughs> I just, I don't I know. Like the, <laughs> it's I just had to mute that whole section with Hogan. I was like, oh, fuck off. It I like so to think that they just, well. Hogan because they were like, we need someone who, to remind the world of another, the a bigger dickhead <laughs> than <laughs> sort of
0: Max. Yeah, exactly. Just as being at least, 100. yeah. Triple H is like, get the backbone. Ring, ring, H- Flair's not available. Ring Hogan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> get a bit on the screen. Everyone's <laughs> hating on him and we'll forget about this, hopefully. Slide it under the carpet.
0: Yeah, we could have had Flair in just his robe doing the intro. So I suppose... You know, there's there's better things. Um, good news for Jackie Redmond; she has been promoted to the main host. Ooh. Or well, has Kayla Braxton been promoted? Working her to
2: death, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, it's just like, you've got <laughs> Kayla Braxton. You can use her as well, you know, as a host or
1: whatever. It's not, not
0: Jackie Redmond. I don't want to go away with Kevin Patrick I mean, Patrick yeah, here. but
1: like, Kayla's been doing it longer, so I was kind of confused as to why, uh, like, she wasn't, like, given that role.
0: It's just one of those things where I don't see her on the kickoff, and then the next week she's in TNA. You know, like we, we've seen that before. Yeah. So we just got to bit... yeah. yeah. I think it's a, got... I think it's
2: a sports thing though, because she's like on the NHL network, and they claim they want to go in the sports direction. But I don't think they mean Kayla Byron and everybody else just need to get through to the side.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Byron Saxton should still be employed. It's, I guess people have forgotten about him. He's still there. But fair play to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cracking out that way. Shout out to Barrett. Uh, yeah. Wade Barrett, Booker T, Pete Rosenberg on the kickoff. Wade was on the beach earlier drinking. So right for some, isn't it? Oh, Braxton was working. She got word with Ripley. And Raya looked well annoyed she didn't have a match. Which, again, we have spoken about that, Jax. didn't with Ripley not having a match. But I don't know if we want to touch that subject now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's questionable, but let, let's not go down that route. We might be here like much longer than we already are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are not even started the Rumbles yet. Heyman was fired up. He blames Nick Oldies. Oh, it's not Oldies' spell corrected it. Oh, Aldis. But Oldies is probably better as his name. Rosenberg walked through the back in quite a good segment. He saw Our uh, Truth, Theory, and CM Punk. We saw trips with Braxton, who had a question. And we were ready for the Royal Rumble. The main show, we see Roman and Orton arrive with Randy's. As he came to the entrance stage, and you see Roxanne Perez on the video on the back. Spoiler alert. Come on. Uh, we see Ripley and NBA. Then the same opening video we had on kickoff. Yeah, we want that. More Hogan. Pat McAfee joined the team. Michael Cole was pumped. But what confused me, though, was Corey Graves dressing like Nigel McGuinness. I mean, Monty, what's that about? You know, (laughs) like, leave it for Nigel, you know? Anyway, Women's Rumble next. Uh, We have Rumble mini-games, which we will do afterwards. So let's go on with the Women's Royal Rumble match. Number one was Natalia. Number two was our first surprise of the night, former Knockouts champion, Naomi... With a great ovation. So, Jaxie, what was it like seeing Naomi? You know, because I've been watching her for past year in TNA and now she's back.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I was pretty wasted before uh, the Rumble even started. So, uh, I lost my shit. And safe to say that the neighbours probably were like scared as to what was going on because uh, I was very loud. Uh, the, the crowd was lit. We'd love to see it. We were hoping for this, and it came true. I'm very pleased with this.
0: And there was a nice exchange between um, the two to number three, which was Bailey Monty's pick. Were you worried at this point, Monty? Ah, uh, definitely a little bit.
2: Definitely a little bit worried, <laughs> but uh, you know. But I, I, at the end of the day, I was I was still you know hoping. I, I was worried, but like confident that you know what she still has. The one of the most, the, the most narrative reason to win. And I was like, let's go with that. But yeah, man, uh I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely, uh like you said, on the fence when you get that early.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, number four was Candice Array with the re- weakest reaction so far. Number five, them damn songs, baby man. fucking Jesus. <laughs> Impact knockout champion. This was awesome, you know, having Grace and Omi hug and then beating the shit out of each other. I was in fucking heaven. I couldn't believe Jordan Grace was actually, I mean, Gina, what did you think of her? Because she was a fucking beast. She's a beast. And I'm, I'm so happy when she showed up.
1: Yeah, the thing is, I I, I haven't watched many of her matches, but I know of her and I've I've heard people speak about her, say good things about her. So I was actually so excited when this dropped. And yeah, I'm really sorry, Candice LeRae, like you coming out was so irrelevant. Like I would have gone to backstage and cried at the (laughs) response. (laughs) Like, it, was, it was so flat. I'm so sorry, girl. But no, Jordan, seeing Jordan Grace like come in, and again, I knew who she was. I knew she won that belt from from Naomi. Um, and I was super excited just to see her come into the ring, you know, one or two ladies after Naomi debut. Mm. So I, I was already excited for this rumble, and we were only four people
0: in. I know it's fucking mental, wasn't it? Number five, and I'm losing my shit, and I'm going, I've got, I've got to pace myself. I've got to pace myself. <laughs> Number six. Was Indy Hartwell and the C4 and a countdown started to piss me off. There was no fucking need for it, alright? Just have the number there. Don't be a prick all your life. Anyway, number seven, Oscar, the 2018 winner, and of course the inaugural one. Bailey was shocked to see her. Not as much as Indy was, who was eliminated by a combo of damage control. Number eight, Niv- uh, Ivy Nile, and I want Nile versus Grace. Number nine, Katana Chance. Um we got Niall and Grace in a nice double suplex spot. Number 10 was Bianca Belair. Number 11, Kari Sane. Isn't it weird how tag partners get draws close to each other? Did anybody ever noticed that in the Royal Rumble, eh? And I'll tell you another thing, and Monty, yeah. I know you appreciate this. The ring was a mess. Like, I don't know if Be- Belair's hair had had an off day or someone's outfit had exploded. But literally, I was just like, there's, there's shit everywhere, you know? Damage control, <laughs> <laughs> dump down. No, no,
1: no mixture of loads of people's um outfits and Bella's hair definitely wouldn't recommend Bel-Air to like it's nice when she does um like dress up her hair in, in nice ways like that it really is nice to see but maybe in matches like this where we're going to be having our eyes like on on you 24/7 because it's this big long match maybe it's not the best attire to wear
0: and I then just you have like a picture of saying you know ash- like, i was <laughs> panicking <laughs> like someone's <laughs> lost a long hair; <laughs> they
1: got
2: That <laughs> nothing. Oh just come on, you knew
0: that gets to me because I'm like that rings a mess, man. That's what I start looking at. Like okay, like why? Is you it, know, you always
2: like look at the details, so but, I, you know I need what I need. Yeah, what
1: you I be thought I thought it was someone's eyebrow. Um, in in the ring as well at some point, that, like their eye or their eyelash, you know. Um, it was and then there yes. were like bits. Of, there were there were definitely like bits of gear as well, you know, like you know, kind of uh, trinkets and stuff that.
0: Yeah, like uh, a red, you know, like a ribbon off. or something like that. Like,
1: yeah. Oh my I goodness. Who me like, I was just kind <laughs> of like, maybe maybe don't have things like hanging off of your attire, you know, like because it's yeah. just gonna fall off, especially in a rumble.
0: Yeah, I mean to be fair, Monty. If I'm they want to wear the rumble, <laughs> if they want to wear the rumble in the UK at like eight o'clock, fine. But if you're airing it one o'clock, you're gonna get this shit. All right. <laughs> so, ah, yeah. Okay. There you go. When I'm tired, there I get go. detailed. All right. Right. Okay. <laughs> 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 Number you. twelve was Tegan Knox. Uh, Natalia tried to eliminate Tegan, but she managed to turn it around. Only to be eliminated by Bailey. Number 13, Caden Carter. Uh, Kari Saint, I don't know how she held on to that apron. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that before, but it was Spider Man, too, man. Of like, course, was, it,
1: man. That was it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it
0: looked
1: beautiful hilarious at the same time.
0: <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, she did fall eventually then oscar was dumped by the former tag champions speaking of former tag champions number 14 chelsea green she nearly went early thanks to belair bianca then eliminated grace after a kod on the apron it looked fucking awesome all right i mean Jaxy, you're my biggest critic that looked great didn't it i know i might be biased because of tna whatever it is but that was one of the best eliminations
1: I mean, yeah, uh, the the interaction between the two was awesome, but, like, that was such a great moment. Uh, it looked great, and it hit hard, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. See? I was right. At uh, number 15, halfway through, it's Piper Niven, who caught Chelsea, and after, whoa, whoa, <laughs> did save her. She took over as the powerhouse of the match. Um, number 16 was uh, Lee Number seventeen, Selena Vega. Uh, Jaxi, do you know what the outfit was?
1: I mean, I, uh, Monty, do you know? Because I was—I think it's League of Legends, but I'm not entirely Whoa. sure. Put
2: me on the spot. <laughs>
1: no, I mean. Again, I, I, no, mean I didn't know.
2: Didn't recognize
1: it, but like I, I thought, I'm, it was
2: I'm, a couple of things. I thought it was from Overwatch. I thought
1: it was from Oh, it could be uh, Overwatch.
2: Uh, Street fight, I don't know, but I think it was Overwatch, yeah. but I don't know for sure to be honest. It might be
1: Overwatch, and I don't play that, so um, yeah, I couldn't actually tell you which character that was, but I will look into it.
0: Thanks, number eighteen, Maxine Dupree. This is a case of looks over talent, but of course there is time. She will get cheered for anything; doesn't matter what she does. Uh, Piper took out Carter. Nineteen was Nia Jax. Uh, Cole, Cole, Michael Cole ruined a surprise by calling Niven Jax's name about 30 seconds previously, but don't worry about that. Jax was what you call a cleanser. Xia Lee, either Niall all got eliminated. Green got caught between Jax and Niven in a really funny spot. Number 20, Shotzi with a tank. Now, did anybody else just think, just fire the fucker in the ring, you'd eliminate eight of them <laughs> and you'd be ahead in the rumble? Come on. Jack stopped everyone eliminating her. Bailey dumped out Dupree. Nia eliminated Niven. Um, And Jack sent Chance flying. Number 21, which was the other three people's pick, including mine, was Becky Lynch, the 2019 winner. Went straight after Nia. Um, Nicely sent Chelsea on her way as well. Number 22 was Alba Fire, the Forever Champion. Number 23, Shayna Baszler. Number 24, Valhalla with Antlers. She lasted five seconds and then our truth came out, confused as to what rumble it was. And Jackson, like we talked about earlier, he was in it for what two minutes and then he stole the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we've got to say here as well that uh, it was our truth that cost uh, Valhalla <laughs> like any uh, momentum going into the Royal Rumble. She was completely, like, bewildered as to what he was doing out there. Uh, she couldn't make light of it and uh, ultimately was too distracted when getting in the ring and, and that was her downfall. So, you know, she she definitely had a feud with him. But again, he just st- stole the show. He really did. It was just brilliant, uh, epic timing. Um, it the way he ran down to the ring he he side looked Valhalla with some serious bombastic side eye. Yeah. It yeah. was absolutely yeah. hilarious. And seeing her reaction when she got that back out of the ring, she just went for archery. It was hilarious. Yeah.
0: I was excited. It was great. <laughs> well, number twenty-five was me chin, number twenty-six, Zoe Stark. They both eliminated Selena Vega. Number 27, Roxanne Perez. Not a surprise. Thanks, Randy. Uh, Jack dumped out Baszler and me chin. She then sent Shotzi packing and looked like no one could stop her until number 28, Jade Cargill. And what a pop. She picked up Nia with one arm and slammed her over the top. Not only did the fans love it, Becky loved it as well. How fucking cool did Jade Cargill look, Gina? I mean, she just looked like a star and didn't back away from Narjax, Jax, who was the most dominant in his match up to the point.
1: Yeah, like from the moment her music dropped and the way that she just walked down to the ring, you know, she didn't run like every every other girl did. To be fair, she's a tall woman. She could take long strides rather than, you know, someone short like Katana Chance, where it's like, run girl, because you're not going to be there till next year. <laughs> so... Um, it, the thing is, the way she walked, the way she entered, the way she looked back at everyone, her entrance was just star quality all over it. She just smashed it from beginning to end. The crowd received her so well. They literally screamed the place off when she her music dropped, you know. And I think that added to the momentum. And then the stare out between Naya and Jade as she was getting closer and closer to that ring, it was just brilliant because it was already kind of foreshadowing. The only dominant force that is able to take Nia at this moment is probably this bitch who's about to get in the ring right now. And a lot of WWE fans won't really know Jade well, but they will know of her. So I can imagine they were just as excited as fans who watch maybe AEW and were a fan of Jade's from there um, would be from seeing her in this match. So she absolutely smashed it. She smashed all over her spots and you know, it was just really good to see her and see her, like, kind of... She looked happy while she was doing it, in a way. And, like, you know, yeah, there was another boss moment awesome. she had, but I'll wait for you to reveal it. But that, again, adding her, eliminating Nia to this other boss moment she had, this whole rumble, it was all about her. Even if she may not have been as successful, it was all about her.
0: Well, right, doubt. Number 29 was Tiffany Stratton, the first of many rumbles. Number 30, the last entry, the return of Liv Morgan. Liv sent Stark packing, and Tiff had the last laugh on rocks. We see EO and Ripley watching backstage. We get Jade and Bianca, and like you talked about, Gina, with a double body press slam, which just, you know, I just can't explain it, but you just get that funny feeling, you know? It's like about two powerful women. Slamming two other women. Whoa, I don't know about you. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, we get the face off with a sign in the background. Cargill used Naomi to eliminate Becky Lynch and then chucked her over. Wow. Like I said, talk about an impression. That was unbelievable. Naomi lasting an hour. And we get Belair, Liv and Tiff all fought in the apron, with Tiff using Belair's hair to stay until Bailey pushed both women out. Final three was Liv, Cargill, and Bailey. Another fight in the apron with Liv hitting the oblivion and Jade to take her out. With Bailey finally kicking Liv off the apron to win the Royal, Royal Rumble. She did what she said she was going to do. My God. Um Jax, start us off, Len. What did you think of the Royal Rumble?
1: Yeah, I mean. The women's Royal Rumble was like full of excitement, surprise returns, debuts. There is there is a lot that like you know you could enjoy with this Rumble. Um, the the iconic moment between Bianca and Jade. And um, honestly, the little girl in me was like screaming. It's such an iconic moment, and I really hope that this like resonates with all the the young fan, young female fans, all the. Young, Young fans out there, um, and and just how far we've we've come, you know, in in women's wrestling. Um, The the moment where Jade uh, uh, eliminated Becky with uh, Naomi that was so creative, it it flowed really well, and I loved that moment. That was quite a highlight for me. Um, It was a surprise to see Liv returned um but i don't know if i would i would say i was as shocked as like you know some some of the other appearances on on the rumble um uh, either way, I think overall it was really good. A shock surprise coming at Bailey uh, picking up the win here, but I am absolutely happy with that. I went with Becky to win, and I did that as like a safe bet. But I'm glad that they've gone with Bailey. Uh, she deserves a win here. She really has kind of done everything in, in WWE now, you know. So giving her this this new feat, this one thing that she hasn't actually accomplished. Uh, it just uh, it just goes to show you how much trust they have in Bailey and how much like she still has uh, the crowd's hearts. So I'm really pleased and eager to see uh, what her build up to WrestleMania is going to be like.
0: I think without a doubt, I think this fumble was great. You know, we talk about the surprise at the start with Naomi and of course, Jordan Grace and even with the kind of, you know, the middle part didn't kind of sag at all. Like I really enjoyed the Chelsea green part, you know, showing her getting squashed and getting taken out and all this lot. I've showed great comic timing. And then Gina, like you said, with, with Jay Cargill coming out and kind of got really fucking serious. Then, you know, (laughs) just kind of turned up the heat. And it was like shit, yeah, we're, we're here when, now. Was,
1: like, all the women wrestlers in the in the ring were like rolling up their sleeves like, guys, this battle ain't over, it's just started. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It really, really was good. I mean, what were your thoughts on the rest of the match, you know?
1: I thought it was really well done and I loved the um the the pieces that they gave to people. You know, there was a shot um at the end of the rumble of the the final few people that were in in the rumble um just sat looking at Bailey, you know, clearly having just lost to her and feeling blue, but they all still look like really dominant women, even though they've all just lost this big match, you know, and that, that shot like kind of says everything about where this women's division can go. I really enjoyed the rumble. It kept me on my toes and it didn't feel like repetitive. Um, I'm a bit gutted for Kyrie and Asuka because I think like, I'm not sure, but I think Kyrie didn't botch herself a little bit. Um, and I, I'm not sure whether they had any cool, you know, spots that they had planned to do in it that they could no longer execute. Um, because I'm sure I saw Asuka shout at Bianca to say, like, eliminate me because Kyrie had gone um so again i don't know if there were some botches but these are things that happen in rumbles you know we actually are now used to like certain botches happening and you you can't help that it's not a bad thing either it's still kind of entertaining at the same time to see you know they tried to pull something off and it didn't work so but again you you dust yourself off and you try again so i overall enjoyed this and um i'm really happy with for bailey i think she well deserved it
0: i think without a doubt you know and again, like you said, it's difficult to kind of critique a match with thirty people in an hour when there's so many kind of moving parts, you know. But um, Monty, I heard you kind of groan earlier. I think it might be the same for me. My main issue with the rumble was the amount of like generic theme tunes that we've got now.
2: Yeah, the male the male's rumble we we'll talk about later kind of got affected by it too. I mean. Uh, you can a look at it as, and at first I was like, well, maybe it's the inconsistency with booking. Like some people, when Becky's music hit, with certain, Bianca's, when certain people's music hit, the crowd reacts because so they know it. They know those people. But at the same time, sometimes it's just, you're, uh, I know I, I saw, I, I talked to some people who were actually there, and they're, they're just saying that some of those songs, we don't know it. So we just look, we're waiting on the name to pop up on the jumbo screen. So you get that delayed pop. You know, I thought that's why I kinda of thought it was cool that enough people there, I know they were in Florida, but enough people there recognized Jordan's theme to actually give her a nice reaction, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. But uh yeah, man, uh, that's pretty my that's my biggest thing because even with what you just mentioned about Kyrie, that happened so cool. it worked out in such an awesome way that if it was a mistake, it could you could just say it wasn't a mistake. Like it worked out perfectly honestly if you really think about it because it gave us a memorable moment the only way it probably didn't work out is if they had like you said spots playing later but other than that i thought that that it it worked out perfectly them being uh, eliminated by the former tag champs basically made sense too so it wasn't a big deal in the end and i think like you said all the women were great the only downside to me was the fact that it kind of felt like a contrast when certain women would make their entrance because of those lackluster themes, to be honest. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I, I really second everything you guys said. It was just awesome. Like once Jade hit the ring and the presence, uh, I just love, uh, everything about how they presented her, uh, in her debut and like the threat that she seemed to be to everyone and uh it it was really really interesting to watch how how everything played out like you mentioned Chelsea Chelsea may have single-handedly turned herself into a baby face just from that from, <laughs> just from those series of spots because that's just how popular though that, that really was with everyone because it gave me a good chuckle too so yeah man uh and the Jordan Gray stuff my, my I love it my only thing is I just wish that WWE would play ball and send some girls to fight Jordan legitimately impact like we really would have a relationship but I can't you no, know you, you just shit. you take what you can get with WWE yeah, right no. take <laughs> if, if, if say, but like you know Natty yeah, or Ivy so like, or I'll something like, yeah someone yeah well, exactly send
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah send <laughs> Ivy like someone young like Ivy would be perfect you know you could just send her over or you yes. know again but uh you know at the end of the They'll day though it was great to Dupree. see her right right yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Exactly, but uh, yeah, no, uh, it was great to see that Naomi, again, she was emotional during her entrance, made me kind of emotional because it was just awesome to see her back. I love her quote with dealing with Jade after the match. She was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with Jade, but it was, you know, (laughs) so I just love that that's kind of the feeling that she gives. Jade is willing to either tag or work against Bianca in the future, so you you just come away from this match excited. Not only are you excited for the winner with Bailey winning and prevailing because you know the story that they can tell with damage control and just how much Bailey deserved just for working hard to come back with her injury and all of that stuff, but you got that element. But also you just have a, a morale that he, you came away from this match, even if some people may have been disappointed that a particular someone didn't show. I don't. I didn't. I came away from it just like no. This division looking really, really strong. If everybody is given time and book right going into this year. So, yeah, man. I I just came away optimistic for the future of the women's division, in WWE. It was, just, it was a really, really good match. And uh honestly, uh, like you said, it's hard to really judge Royal Rumbles, but I, I came away really into this, like excited the entire time. And that's all you can ask for from, from a big match like this.
0: Yeah, right, too. Um, I will say as well, it just reminded me, Zoe Stark looked like a badass as well. Like, even the attire uh, yeah. with Baszler was great. Um, again, the future with Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez already in a second Royal Rumble. You know, these nice. that are going to be around and going to win Rumbles in years to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, with Jordan Grace, the only thing that surprised me, I know they did it last year with Mickie James, but again, that's Mickey James. You know, and I thought, oh, right? The WWE Someone Connection. with a so history Grace, there, exactly. yeah. Put Grace on, like, and I loved the way Grace wrestled her fucking heart out, and and showed mm-hmm. what they can do. You know, the knockouts division in TNA is the best in the world for a reason. You know, and and Grace and the way they her.
2: eliminated her, like, yeah, they, saying, she man, looked they, like they, like you go out looking like a badass, having to be eliminated <laughs> that way by the top, basically the top woman in the company has to do her finish on you to get you out. Like
0: that's that's <laughs> dope. I loved it. Um like you said, Bailey deserves all this. She got the longest women ever in the rumble as well, at sixty three oh three. and we've got to find out about a fives now. So Jaxie, what would you score the women's Royal Rumble match?
1: I really enjoyed this match. I, I gave it a five overall uh, for entertainment purposes, for sort of outcome, uh, for the effort, for everyone involved. Um, and yeah, just overall enjoyment.
0: Excellent. Gina?
1: Uh, same. I gave it a five overall. And can I just say the, the Chelsea Green spot? had me crying and it reminded me of Stephanie McMahon back in the day, getting caught in a fight between Triple H and Kurt Angle. I was in tears, but yeah, five all the way. (laughs) Monty.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think surprises uh, and just entertaining element and just at the end of the day, people come, not only are you happy with the result, you're happy with how pretty much everybody looked in the match, you know? So yeah, you got I think this is probably the best this might be the best women's rumble ever. So I think you can know, go I mean I would have to look at all of them together, but this is some of the most fun I ever had watching a rumble. Uh from the uh from the women's point of view so far. So yeah,
0: I give it five too. I'm gonna give it four three quarters out of five. Okay. That's the easy things. So predictions, yes, the WWE League starts right now. We all went Lynch, apart from Monty, who went Bailey. So it means Monty on one, the rest on zero. Bonus league at the moment. Jaxie's on one because she beat Monty at Wrestle Kingdom. Sorry, Monty. Uh, the rest are on zero. So mini games then, and we did all of these. So don't worry, anybody listening, as we have done throughout the years, we didn't do live on the podcast, but we did do them and send them to each other before the rumble. And based is different categories with bonus points attached. This one I'm going to explain right now. So number one in the rumble, James and Gina went for Bianca Belair. Jaxie went for Jade. Monty went for Lynch. There was no points there. Number thirty, Jays went for Jax. Jaxie went for Naomi. Monty went Oscar. Gina went AJ with no points. Lucky number, winning number was three. The closest, Gina with four. Oh, how close is that, Gina? That's so close. It's
1: just dangling it in
0: front of me. I'm sorry for dangling it in front of you. Uh, zero points, then Santino. I went for Chelsea Green. Jaxie went Maxine. Monty went Green. Gina went Candice, uh, Candice, even. It was Valhalla. I'm...
1: I actually wrote Valhalla down first, then wrote then crossed her name out and put Candice instead. I am so yeah, mad at... Yeah,
0: myself. yeah, yeah,
1: No, I am. I'm <laughs> mad at myself.
0: Uh, the iron person, James went Belair, Jax went Cargill, Monty went Lynch, Gina went Cargill. It was Bailey, so no points. We're doing well at the moment, guys. You know, all this worry beforehand. Uh, most eliminations, James went Lynch, Jaxie went... Baz, uh, Gina went Bianca. Monty didn't answer. Didn't matter anyway. It was Jax. No points. Who eliminates who? Well, I said Becky Lynch eliminates Bailey, And then she eliminates Jax with Sasha Banks eliminating Belair with no points. Very presumptive. (laughs) Thanks, Monty. Thanks. Uh, Jaxie, Shania Baszler eliminating Bianca. Becky Becky eliminated Nia Jax. Be- uh, Bailey eliminating Kari Sane. No points there. Monty, Becky, and probably more eliminate Naya. Bailey eliminates Becky and Oscar. No points. Gina, Natalia eliminates Tegan. Jade eliminates Bianca. Kari eliminates Bailey. No points, but you hit the post because Natalia didn't eliminate Tegan. Tegan eliminated Natalia. That's annoying.
1: Right. I know it sucks because I saw so Natalia close. turn on Teague, and I thought, "This is it, I got one." And then I'm like, "Fuck's sake, Natalia, you couldn't even pull this through for me."
0: <laughs> Honestly, we all so, sucked in these predictions for sure. <laughs> this was this was bad. I was going through it going, "We can't not like nothing." What? <laughs> like it, it gets better. though, the men's, but anyway, surprises for this one. I said. Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez, and Sasha Banks, so I got two points. Jaxie said Naomi, AJ Lee, and Lita, so one point. Gina said Lee, Naomi, and Trish, with one point. Monty said Liv, Naomi, and Cora Jade, so free for free there, Monty. So there we go, we did something. Yeah.
1: I'm actually going to say that we should stop doing NXT guesses because the, I, I actually expected Roxanne Perez to be in there, to be honest, because she'd been in the last one. So for me, that wasn't really a surprise-like entrance. Well,
0: so, to be fair, I did ask the group. Look at her trying to take you so, point. I, I don't know if you didn't read the message. Look at her trying whatever, to take your point. But...
1: Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: I know. We did it. I asked before. I asked.
1: No, I'll let you have it this time. Next year is not happening. no. Nah. No. And put myself down. Um, we'll see,
0: see what happens. Do you know we'll what? See if you I was going to give you a point for getting three <laughs> instead of four, but you can go fuck yourself now. So no. There we go. Sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, final four. Jax, he said Raquel, Becky, Nia Jax, Naomi. So no points. Gina said Naomi, Becky, AJ Lee, and Bailey. So one point. I said Lynch, Jax, Banks, and Bailey. So I got one point. And Monty said Bailey, Becky, Naomi, and Liv. So got two points. The real final four was Bailey, Cargill, Liv, and Tiff. So the score's right now. I felt i like going to run out of breath in this episode, but we'll be fine. <laughs> Bonus League, Monty is on five. I am on three. Jaxie and Gina on two. See, at the moment... Not too bad. Monty's got a little lead, but he can still be caught. Right. Right. Next match. <laughs> Reigns versus LA Knight versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Jaxie, were you a little bit, uh, not all the right words, trying to think. This match being straight on after the Rumble, with the position of it, I was like, oh, we're having this now.
1: Yeah. Um, this. Definitely made me question why it was placed here. I kind of um, wondered whether or not there was going to be uh, uh, some interaction from either of these players within the Royal Rumble. It got me thinking um, a lot. So, yeah, it was a little bit odd. I I expected KO and Logan Paul in this slot.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And another thing that's just cropped to mind, so I'm going to say it quickly, it was nice that the people in this W title match weren't in the Rumble. It made the roster feel a lot bigger. I hate in previous years when they've done that, you know, and it's just yeah, like, yeah, we've got enough stars and it felt like we had.
1: Yeah, and it also just kind of feels like, well, you're just taking that away from yet another, uh, you know, potential uh, young s- new starter that could have just had like a brief showcase, you know, so um, I liked that. They kept it separate.
0: Well, LA Knight's entrance, and that's why they wanted Slim Jim, everybody. All right? Are you wondering why Slim Jim was going to pull out? And they'll be like, no, we need him for LA Knight's entrance. But when the match began, Orton and Roman Reigns paired up while Styles and Knight fought. Both duos battled on different sides of the ring until eventually converging converged near the announce table. The fans didn't seem to have a favourite. Everyone was being cheered at different times, even the hills. Particularly the bloodline had an impact on the match, Sellers so the cover pulled the ref out of the ring to save Reigns for being pinned. The Charble Truth retained his title by pinning Styles. Uh, this was fine, but probably won't go down as the best match on the card. I mean, Monty, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's my favorite match of Roman's uh, run in a while.
2: I'll say that much. Uh, I think the added elements of having multiple people there uh, made this match at least more exciting for me, even if we all can. Assume what was going to happen. I think overall, the fatal four ways, I just like the 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 setup of the match, the high octane, uh, just feeling of it with everyone having a shot. And I just love Roman uh, kind of getting his ass, taking everyone's finish <laughs> for a while too. I, that was kind of cool to see. Pretty much he took uh, everyone's finisher at one point in this match. Uh, and uh, the finish itself, the way it was executed wasn't bad to me. I did uh the only problem I had with this match in general was just the unnecessary solo appearance. I know he needed to get I know you want to get him on the card, but
0: at I this point you loved I don't solo. know. I thought you loved I love him solo. interfering in matches. I'm sorry. I thought you liked him interfering in the matches. Wasn't that his debut? Uh, Wasn't that uh, his debut?
2: When it fringed uh. in, that was his debut. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just yeah. in his feelings because he did it to your boy. But I, honestly, that was his <laughs> debut. So it was perfectly fine then, but now We've seen it. The reason why I didn't I had a problem with it is because we've seen it 80 times, including when he did it. We only saw your boy, WrestleMania and,
0: and Crown Jewel and the Clash. And, and, and SummerSlam and, and L.A. Night and, Summerslam match. Match. and yeah, Crown. Backland,
2: yeah, come on, now. you
1: going. you go going. Out. Every defeat. <laughs> every defeat <laughs> Every defeat uh, sits. It's not. <laughs> It's repetitive. You know you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna win because his fam gonna be there to back him. And I
2: chuckled at the tweet that made the great point. Why the Solo wear the hoodie? We know it's you, brother. We know it's you at this point. We know it's you. What which what, was the point of the black sweater at this point? We know it's because
0: you because they're doing uh, it because when they do interfere. They wanna give you they're PTSD. Like, <laughs> you no, know, they revealed to be like Tamatonga, and that would be a surprise. And Solo would be like hiding under the ring going, hello.
2: At this point, would, would it be a surprise though? Like, even if you show us some difference, some more, we'd be like, ah, it's the same thing. Just a different guy. Hey, hey, Jacob. Hey, some more. Hey, Tama. Nice to see you guys. But we've seen this before. Like, whatever. At, at the end of the way, that's the biggest minus to the match, honestly, because I just think it was unnecessary. Also, it's a fatal four way. There's no rules. That's another reason why you don't necessarily got to hide. And do it, but whatever. <laughs> You're like, come on, like, come on now. Like I'm just the, giving dude, you mountains you of reasons it. why, yeah, there's yeah. no reason why it had to happen. Like, we, I can just keep giving it to you, but other than the gift solo an appearance, which you know, he could have just been in the rumble, idiot, but whatever, we'll move, on. We move on. <laughs>
0: come on. Why would you want that? Why, why would you want that? Yeah,
2: you know, I mean, just like I sense. know, Jake, before and by the way, until he screwed your boy over, you like solo too. Street champion solo was different, so don't, don't come at me. Acting like Solo and don't have nothing. I, I, they have, they not. have stifled Solo. You know, just like I know, they have stifled Solo. And I can't wait for him to break that formula and go back to what he used to be when he had a personality. But that's besides the point. This match, in my opinion, was fine. But you're 100% right. No, not the best match of the night. And, but it was the best match of Roman's reign in a while. And that's saying something, in
0: my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like a fight or away, trying to be a singles match. And uh, it's like the way Roman fights things, it's like, no, there's more people. But, I mean, Gina, there was some good spots. I mean, the triple kick out was really, really good, you know. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was good. For me, I feel like my whole analysis of this match has been kind of overshadowed with the repetitiveness on how the match was won. You know, it wasn't anything new to me. It wasn't anything different. And for me, because it, they've done it on every premium live event that Roman has been a part of, it's getting to the point that I'm like, you're charging people money for this? Because it's repeated. <laughs> you're saying, <laughs> yeah. you're charging money for this.
0: Well, what I was saying is like... Well, even James, Michael after Cole what about like, Danny Reigns? Come on, Danny. No, Michael <laughs> Cole saying in the end, like, Reigns retained the title straight up. And it's like... Did you forget the interference halfway through? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how is that? It was five minutes. They gave you some time. They gave you some time to forget
1: it happened, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a good match and it was entertaining and it was fun to see these four in a match with each other. But like you guys said, it kind of just... It, there wasn't... The, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't give it a five-star rating for, for it, you know? Uh, it's just there were better matches.
0: Well, yeah, and also... And, I mean, Jaxie asked you this, and this this is what we could argue. I think only Orton came out of the match looking all right. You know, AJ at the pin, and then Knight like, just looked a bit like Forgotten Man.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um, I agree with a lot of points. Um, I also agree with Monty. I found it enjoyable, but I think it was an enjoyable match because it was a fatal four-way. But Randy did look like the the sort of MVP coming out of this match. Um, and ultimately, again, you said it right. It just kind of like felt like we. I think we all expected this. Like none of us expected it to change hands. You know.
0: Yeah, I think without doubt, you know, like I said, and and again, Orton, maybe a little bit of momentum, but everybody else in this, just same old, same old, really. But uh, scores out of five, Len. So, Monty, what would you score this?
2: I'll give it, uh, I was going to say like four, uh, four, like a star for each person, but, you know, three and three, three and three quarters, 3.9. I take away from just for solo appearance, for unnecessary. But, yeah, man, it was was good. It just, I'm not. We not
0: gonna act like this was
1: special, though. Gina, um, Gina, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give it four and four and a quarter. Jackson. I still enjoyed it. I think that was a good match and showcased, like, all four of them really well. So I'm going to give it a four and a half still. uh, But it just, like, wasn't my favourite of the night, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I gave it a four and a quarter. Predictions, you all went Roman, so it means Monty's on two, rest on one. Up next, Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens for the US title. Paul surprisingly tried to offer a handshake, but KO was having none of it. He immediately started unloading on a social media style with chops and punches. Punches, that is. He quickly took the fight out of the ring and threw Paul into a few different things for bringing him back in. After, and having someone like KO as a dance partner made everything look that much better. Just as he said he would, Owens kicked out of a knockout punch. One of Paul's buddies passed a set of brass knuckles to him by the way of Austin Theory. But KO was able to steal them and used him to hit a punch. The ref saw him on his ham for counting the pin in one of the greatest bit of officiating we've ever seen in WWE history. Disqualified him, declaring Paul the winner. Owen's got revenge by powerbombing him through a table. Gina, what do you think of this? I cannot believe I enjoyed a Logan Paul match this much. Uh,
1: Yeah, definitely agree with you there. I was watching this match so entertained and... You know, again, part of, I I did feel like Paul was going to win it. That was my, my assumption anyway, and my pick that I went with. But the match was so good that part of me was like, no, actually, Kevin might actually beat him. And again, like you said about the ref, I'm glad that you want to notice the knuckles when they're on the babyface ref. But whenever Roman and his cronies get involved, whenever Logan Paul uses the brass knucks himself, the refs never see it. They never do. I can't recognise anybody in the hood. that's They're for real. Yeah. They're for real. Bro. No, no, they don't. Yeah, it's the hood. because nobody's ever worn that black hood and interrupted a match before. Of course, but yeah, yeah like just some some stranger miraculously appears in the ring when you didn't see them before, and all of a sudden the the baby face who was in the in like the, the running to like pick up the win here is all of a sudden on the floor, no, nothing suspicious happened. Ref, no, yeah, definitely not. Seriously, but. Either way, it was a shocking ending to the match. Um, and I, I enjoyed that ending to the match as well because it, it just kind of was like, oh, for fuck's sake, that's sod's law, isn't it? That like Kevin Owens gets caught out like that and gets disqualified. And I was so satisfied seeing him continue to beat on Logan and put him through that table at the end. You know, it still gave the people kind of what they wanted, which is seeing Logan Paul get put through a table. So... They were happy. We were happy. I was happy with the outcome of the match. Um, but we also oh, yeah. know that this isn't over between KO and Logan.
0: Well, no, not at all. And again, as you mentioned earlier, it's why Kevin Owens is so likeable. So we actually will have another match. <laughs> you know, is what's crazy about it. Um, I mean, Jackson, what about you for this? Because Logan Paul is a good heel. But as we talked about, Owens is a great face.
1: Yeah, again, um, I agree with a lot of points that my sister made. Um, I really enjoyed this match, and I think that KO just has this ability whenever he's in the ring to like rally support behind him. Like he really always comes across as like either the underdog or even in a heel phase. Like y- you love to hate him, you know. So. Um, He just plays these characters so well. And I think he actually works really well with Logan. Um, You know, we we have said that, like, he's continuously improved with each match that he has been in. Um, And, yeah, I I think overall, uh, this match, I would have loved KO to have won. But, like, this is not yet the right time for uh, Logan to lose the belt, you know? Um, And I'm kind of satisfied with the way it ended because this isn't over between Logan and KO. And I'm not mad at that.
0: Not at all, you know. Like you said, um, between the two of them as well, we've got another match definitely coming up. I mean, Monty, they've basically hit the nail on the head with it, really. Yeah, they said Kevin
2: Russell just with a fractured foot. Man, he's so damn good. Like, he's supposed to be – so something's supposed to be fractured in his foot and he's wrestling like that. Yeah, man, he's insane. He's insanely good. Uh, I can only – and like I always mention, Logan Paul, natural. You can just see, it, honestly, whether you love him or hate him. He wants you to hate him, so keep hating him. He's great. He's great at it. Uh, They have great, like everyone mentioned before, y'all were spot on. The chemistry is there. And uh, honestly, I I just want to give a shout out to Red Shoes because I I don't think I've seen this many smart referee spots (laughs) until I started, until until New Japan got more worldwide. Because Red Shoes was the only smart referee for a long time while I was watching New Japan. He's the only one I would see you know, catch heels, stop stuff, and all that type of stuff. But Even though you guys mentioned he caught a baby <laughs> face. But it's just smart, and it protects. Yeah. It protects Kevin, and it protects Logan. So, yeah,
0: man, I, I, it's one of the most satisfying DQs you can get. <laughs> well, yeah, because they gave you a, the free count as well, in a weird way, you know, like the crowd right. thought it was over, and then the bell rings, and it was just, like I said, really, really good timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jackson, what did you score out of five, then?
1: Um, Yeah, again, I enjoyed this match. um, So I'm going to give that a four and a half too.
0: Four and a half. Monty?
2: Yeah, man, really enjoyable stuff. I gave it
0: four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. And Gina?
1: Yeah, I gave it four and a quarter.
0: Yeah, I gave it four and a quarter as well. Predictions, we went Logan. So Monty's on three, the rest on two. So we know what this means, guys. If he gets a Rumble winner, we're in serious fucking trouble. Forty eight thousand and forty four apparently. I'll take the word for it, but I've never lied before. So here we go then. The main event, the men's raw rumble match. And number one, Jay Uso, and wouldn't you know it? Number two, Jimmy Uso. It was like Jay saw a ghost. I mean, Jaxie, what were your thoughts on this as one and two?
1: Um Okay, so this is the one thing I will say. My sister and I called this the minute that Jay Uso came out at number one. We called it, we said that Jimmy's coming out at number two, and what happened? So, um, call it twinning instinct, right? I- I'm really excited. I'm really excited. We didn't actually think of this, to be honest, but. For, I don't know why I didn't think of this. Like they were going to come out one after the other anyway, because of the, like I believe we're going to really kind of see something kick off between the two of them. But yeah, called this um, and was also already just hyped up for the beginning of the rumble, seeing these two face off. So yeah, really fun way to start it.
0: Yeah, really, really good stuff. Number three was Grayson Waller with a mic in hand. Uh, And it was weird because the commentary going, I don't know if anybody's ever come up with a microphone at the Rumble. Has anybody not come out in a Rumble with a microphone (laughs) at one point in time? Uh, He was quick to help Jimmy. Number four was Andrade. Welcome home, Andrade. I mean, Gina, it's great to see Andrade in the right place. He just fits, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed seeing Andrade on AEW, but it did feel it did feel really fitting to see him come out for this rumble. And I, I don't really want to think about how it would have gone without him being in it. And I was really happy for him as well. He also got a great reception from the crowd. So it was just nice to see him come back.
0: Yeah, without that. I should say, before we carry on, I don't think there has been a rumble match that I weren't sure who was going to win. and was more excited for than this one. So when it did start, it was like, bloody hell, this is really felt big. Uh, number five was Kamala Hayes. And uh, Monty, this is the first Rumble of many for him. And I can see him winning one one day. You know, this is history, isn't
2: it? Yeah, man. Yeah, it was awesome uh, to see Melo in this spot. You're 100% right. I think uh, he's definitely one of those people that you just, you can tell that uh, if, if, if things go his way. And uh, I think we both know what he had, what he brings to the table talent-wise. I just think now it's time for a lot for the wider audience to get an appreciation for that. And with his appearances on SmackDown, I've been seeing and hearing with the crowd, because he even, he was, he said it after the match, I think, he was shocked with his re- the reaction that he got, just how many people seem to know his music and know him, even though he'd been on SmackDown a couple weeks. So, yeah, man, I thought this was great. You know what I mean? Like, this was uh, a, a big moment for him, and uh, you're 100% right. He's got many more coming, many moments to come, and I think He's one of those stars for uh, of the future, kind of like we were talking about TV and uh, Roxanne
0: earlier. Yeah, and He sent Waller on his way for the first elimination. Number six was Shinsuke Nakamura. And Pat McAfee didn't realize Naka was a heel. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Maybe watch a program. Number seven was Santos. And I've been waiting for Andrade versus Santos. And one thing I didn't notice was that they're both the same size. I mean, Santos came in as a cruiserweight. And in my mind, Andrade was always a heavyweight. So to see Santos, <laughs> the same size as Andrade, I was just like, what? That's, what? Uh, anyway, number eight, Karrion Cross bringing the no-yeet movement. Number nine, Dominic Mysterio. Number 10, a third of the way through. And um, so-called cool is Carlito. He brought the apo- apple and spit in Santos' face and eliminated him. Number 11, Bobby Lashley, here we go, decked in white. He went for cross and eliminated Carlito. When he did throw cross over the top, Karrion got his revenge, returning the favour. He then kicked off with the profits and final testaments. I don't know about you, Gina, but I could have done with a lot more of that in this match. I think Bobby was, I want to say wasted in the Rumble match, but he was only in it for like five minutes. No, I
1: definitely would say Bobby was wasted in this um royal rumble i i actually had high hopes for him in this rumble i didn't think he was going to win but i thought he was going to just come out and boss it and you have to think about some of the people who were actually out in the ring at that moment in time as well there were so many powerhouses. you could have had so many big spots with them all in just you know all showcasing their power and you just didn't do it and I feel like Bobby was super, super wasted. I know that they wanted to continue adding to this Carrion and Bobby feud. But if you ask me, like I don't think that he needed to be eliminated five minutes after coming out for them to get that feud point across as well as showcase how dominant Bobby still is. So I, I will say this was one of my biggest disappointments of the male uh, Royal Rumble is just how long he was in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and again... I'll have to look, but Bobby Lashley's history of the Rumble isn't great. You know, I can't remember him having, like, you know, star turns or even, like, most eliminations, which you would maybe expect for someone like Lashley. Uh, Anyway, number 12 was Ludwig Kaiser. Number 13 was Austin Theory. He's already on his fourth Rumble, so he might beat Kane's record. I mean, (laughs) you know, the way he's going at this moment in time. At 14, Finn Balor, and he tossed out Melo. Halfway through, number 15 was Cody Rhodes. He sent Theory packing. Big Bronson Reed was 16. He chucked Andrade out. Kofi was 17 in his 16th Rumble match. Cody crossroads Nakamura out of the match. Kofi eliminated Kaiser to get some revenge. Number 18, Gunther. And everyone's in trouble now, especially Kofi, who was sent packing. Ivor was number 19. Bron Breaker at 20, taking the place of Brock. And you could tell it was with him eliminating Jimmy and Finn, and also the confrontation with Gunther. Now, Monty, we love Braun as much as anybody else. Was this the right person to take his spot? Maybe McIntyre, maybe even Bobby Lashley.
2: Well, you still would need someone uh, like an actual body to to pre- replace them because they were in the match. So, uh, but yeah, I don't have a problem with Braun taking getting the spot, mostly because I know. I think he can be a big time player also on the main roster. I think, you know, just like I know, he's been it's been overdue him being called up for, To be yeah, honest, yeah, like about, yeah, we've been talking like, about bait. it, like yeah. yeah, he's just been doing <laughs> stuff for the last however many months, finding things to do down in NXT. To be honest, he's so yeah, champion I think, ten
0: years ago now, Lobby, don't right? Realize.
2: It's been forever <laughs> since he was uh, relevant in the title picture. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, I don't really have a problem with it. Like you said, you could tell really fast that this was probably going to be big, nasty spot. But, yeah, man, Braun Breaker, uh, he fit in well, uh, honestly, here. And I love the weight. Like, I love, first of all, I love the rope spot in NXT when he hit the ropes. But just the way the speed that he was running, and he felt like he was going at a completely different speed than the rest of the roster. <laughs> and just like he came in high impact. So, yeah, I loved it. I think the crowd ended up really getting behind him a little bit, so I think Braun was fine. Even if you probably could think of, like you said, Drew probably would have benefited more from it. Uh, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley would have benefited more from having that moment. Uh, I think, but honestly, uh, for Braun, for somebody debuting, I, don't, I didn't hate it.
0: Yeah. No. Also, who forgot about Omos? Number twenty-one. Has he got taller? I was wondering about that as well. Um, I know Bron-, Bron wasn't finished. He eliminated either. And number 22 was Pat McAfee, not Pat. that would have been awkward. Bron sent <laughs> Omos in his way, only to be dumped out by Dom. Number 23. And again, it made me think, was Dom scheduled to eliminate Brock Lesnar? That's
2: what they claim. That's what they claim. Because that would have they been the, he-
0: like a call back to Maven eliminate the untaker.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they were supposed to fight in in Australia. They was it was supposed to be Dom versus Nasty Big Nasty in Australia. That's what Meltzer said. Oh, I don't he may not know, but that's what he claimed.
1: And that was the were they, plan. They try and get Dom to be a face or something. Like why would they? <laughs> do that? Well, you gotta understand
2: before the before the allegations, you know, Big Nasty was a face. Yeah. Right. And so Dom would've got a lot of heat for But I think, really, it wouldn't have been neat. They would have been shocked. I think everybody would have just been shocked that Doug could pull that off. off. But he was going to probably get killed, and they said they were going to set up Big Nasty versus Gunther. So there you go. Yeah. But, yeah, as we see, maybe that's spot for Braun (laughs) now. I doubt they're sticking with the same plan now, though. So we'll see.
0: No, just call up here and have that WrestleMania match with Gunther if you want to do that. Just come on. Or just let
2: anyway. Chad Gable get his get his lick oh, back. I'll fuck Chad Gable. Somebody Have like Chambers Chad. do it then. Or something. Come on, yeah, if we want to, yeah, on.
0: finish the story. You got plenty right? of people. Have someone yeah. finish the story at WrestleMania, please. That's all Finally. I'm asking. Number twenty-three, uh, it is JD who got speared by Bron. Number twenty-four, our truth, he got the right rumble, right? Then it gets wrong. And the thing I liked about it is he did come out twenty-four earlier in the night. <laughs> but he did throw his teammate JD in to get eliminated which probably doesn't help. Uh number 25 was the miz his 15th rumble all those people James, it's, miz just, can do it.
1: it's just the fact it's just the fact that our truth caused both santinos he caused them both like in the women's match ah. he's and then this one, he just screwed, he just screwed them both. And I just, I don't know. For me, that is the most memorable thing of Royal Rumble,
0: that Truth screwed both to like people. Oh, that's good. I'm glad other people are paying attention, you see? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of stuff I like. Number 26, senior me- money in the bank. I don't know why. Most pointless Rumble entry ever. Uh, Damien sent his mate Truth yeah. packing... Number 27, CM Punk. His first W match for 10 years. And Punk sent Dom on his way. Number 28, Ricochet. I always feel bad because fans want surprises. and usually end up getting like a Mysterio or a Ricochet. Which is not an good at them. But exactly, yeah. They were yeah. expecting like The Rock. And then Ricochet. Put gonna over gets. Logan
2: Paul. And what has he done since, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I know. Poor Ricochet, man. Uh,
1: if, and <laughs>
0: if Triple H likes him, I hate to see the booking if they didn't. You know, what I mean? right? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> God. right. Anyway, uh, Gunther chopped Miz out of the Rumble. Number twenty-nine, my man, Drew McIntyre, and of course he won. What a cushy the floor spot for everyone on the ring. How could he not win from this position, Monty? You know, Gunther right. eliminated Jay. Number thirty was Sammy Zayn. Some people wanted The Rock. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> You think he was going over the top, Yeah. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Drew spun Ricochet out. Your last six was Priest, Zane, Punk, Cody, and Gunther. Zane got Priest out. Then Drew sent him home. So the final four, Gunther, Cody, Punk, and Drew, both world champions watching on. Drew beat the piss out of Punk. He was dominating, dishing out Claymores. uh, But Drew fucked himself again with Punk getting rid of him. Gunther got eliminated the same way for the second year. You would think Gunther would learn. Wow. You know, (laughs) watch last year's Rumble and be like, what happened? And then it happens again. But it came down to Punk and Cody. Really nice closing stretch. Both exchanged finishes. Punk hit a pedigree. And then as soon as Punk said, I won't lose to Dusty's kid. You knew it was up. Here we go. Yeah, I knew. You're in trouble now, boy. Uh, It was Cody who won and became the first man in 26 years to win back-to-back Rumbles. Uh, Roman looked on as Cody looks to finish his story, and I loved the moment after Punk was thrown over the top. Cody pointed at the sign, pointed at Roman, real kind of emotion and excitement of the road to WrestleMania. Roman anyway, looked sure, we, <laughs> That was we also well it. done, too. Yeah, like, Roman sold it,
2: too, so that was awesome.
0: Great moment. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, so, Jaxie, we'll start with you. Cody Rose, back-to-back winner. But what were your thoughts on the 2024 Rumble?
1: I mean, overall, it was highly entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, kind of I, I feel like I should have saw this coming. You know, they, they, they've they been talking for a few weeks now on both Raw and SmackDown about, you know, like certain achievements and one of them being like, you know, um, there hasn't been a, a, a person who's won the Royal Rumble consecutively. Yes, the amount of times i mentioned so, it
0: makes us feel like idiots now. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, what like, you know, Why this, didn't
1: we know? Exactly. I kind of felt like a mug by the end of of it, to be honest, because I was like, I saw this coming. I actually saw this coming and I still didn't put that down. What, what the hell? So, yeah, like, I'm very happy for Cody. But, um, I mean, you know, with what we've got to discuss going forward, we'll see how quickly uh, sort of, like...
0: <laughs> yeah. It was great at the time, though. It was, it was great at the time. time. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So, yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think without a doubt. I mean, Gina, what were your thoughts on the Rumble as a whole? Because maybe not as many as big surprises as maybe in the women's. You know, but still a good match put together. And again, punk and Cody in that last five, ten minutes was really good stuff.
1: Yeah, it was definitely enjoyable. And to be honest, I think like I found more excitement in thinking who the final four was gonna be, you know, so I just kept thinking, No, it's gonna be these four. No, it's gonna be these four. The more you saw you get um eliminated you're thinking, shit, no, it's going to be these four. Like, so that's kind of what was going through my mind throughout the whole match. I mean, I do feel I enjoyed the women's more than the men's this year, probably because of there were more surprises to be had. But I also think that the women's did, like, I say a few more creative things. The guys were creative as well. But I think, you know, like, you know, Jordan Grace getting eliminated the way she did was, like, something that no topped... No coffee
0: a- spot either, you know, like...
1: Yeah, like that. yeah. It's just uh, it's, it it was still enjoyable. Old, guys. Was...
0: Huh?
1: What'd you
2: say? Kofi's to- to- getting old, that? so we keep getting old. We gotta stop expecting that Kofi spot. I'm no, sorry, definitely. we we, can, we aging out of it.
1: Guys. I think sorry. I was more expecting a tighter <laughs> in spot. I was expecting someone oh, no. under the ring, you know. <laughs> But no, uh, again, all in all, I enjoyed it. R-Truth really made my night. Him just getting that. Like, I think he's the very first person ever in WWE history to get the hot tag in a Royal Ramble. Um, it's just absolutely brilliant. And the fact that Dom even played into it and just jumped and hot tagged him. Like, I just need more inter- in- interactions. And I really need Our truth to start sticking up missing person signs for Nick Mysterio. So, yeah. If they continue with that more, I'll be happy. But I,
0: I rate, I rated the men's four and a half. Four and a half. Well, this is the thing for me because like I talked about the excitement going into the men's rumble. Was it the best rumble that I've seen in the last like ten years? Maybe not. But again, the I cannot believe Cody won two rumbles in a row. Like to have that history, and again, someone might win two in the, the next few years. But again, for that record to be gone, I couldn't believe it until I saw it. So, Monty, again, for you to be able to pick that, I know it seemed obvious, but fair play. What were your thoughts overall as well?
2: Yeah, man, it was just good fun. You know, the 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 thing is with that, it's just to me, and it's really, I don't even want to say this now. That's how I know the last few days just changed the way I think about stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, like, at the time when I predicted it, it was just like, it has to happen. Like punk, it sounds cool, it's great, I'm glad you're back, but you don't need the Royal Rumble to get a to get a fight with self. And I thought, but I thought the only way that Cody was gonna get what he wanted at the time was to fight, was to win the Royal Rumble. And I was like, so it just had to happen. And they they kept, like you said, 26 years. I didn't even care about it. that. Was not relevant on a on a date like 25 years ago. the last time somebody did it last year. They didn't do that. They didn't have anybody even in the running. I don't think they necessarily win it twice. Maybe they did, but I don't remember. The point is, yeah, they brought it up, and I was just like, yeah, no, I got to go with Cody. But the thing is, the match itself, I saw a lot of people disappointed. Some people say it was boring because it wasn't no surprises. And I'm just like, I don't really know what people was expecting other than, unless, like you mentioned earlier, they was expecting Dwayne. But I wasn't expecting him to compete in the Royal Rumble Uh, because, again, like I thought – he not need the like Rumble to show. he didn't need a Royal Rumble to get a match, right? Exactly. He the Rock.
1: Right. No he don't needs.
2: need it. He didn't need to win the Royal Rumble to get a match. As, as, as we'll see. But yeah. Uh so Cody winning made sense. Punk was uh was cool in it. Uh dr- by the way, we'll talk about it, but he took a future shock that's gonna be really relevant soon. <laughs> uh that, I saw it when it happened, and I was just like, please don't let it be bad. And, yeah, but, yeah, the match itself, I didn't think it was bad. I saw people saying it was boring, it was this, I was like, no, it was cool. It wasn't, I may not have been with people. Again, I don't know what type of surprises that you really thought was going to happen. I don't know if everybody just fell for the Raw Rumble hype, but it still ended up being really, really good. And, uh, you know, I thought it had, like you mentioned, R-Truth. He started the show 100%. Hot tag spot, unbelievably funny. It was a lot of great moments, and I love how the CM Punk Cody thing became a one-on-one match. Uh, Drew was looking good. So, yeah, man, I thought, and then Braun Breaker, like even if it wasn't like what, what people thought it was going to be, I didn't mind him being in that spot. So, yeah, man, it, was, it did just enough for me, and I thought it was really enjoyable. Four and a half is exactly where I put it. It wasn't It wasn't the women's rumble and I Linus Rumble set a really good you know, precedent, but it was a good Raw Rumble match. I don't think it was bad at all. Yeah. Uh,
0: Jackson, what did you score out of five?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I agree with a lot of everyone's points here. So uh, this one, like, I enjoyed. It was entertaining. Um, I didn't, like, expect too much, but enjoyed the outcome and the overall ending. So overall, I gave it a four and a half.
0: Four and a half all round. Uh, I gave that as well. Predictions. Well, Monty went Cody. The rest went Punk. So, final score. Monty on four. The rest on two. Hey, so, that means lady. a perfect Monty. score. Monty as well. And another bonus point. So, bonus league. At the moment, Monty on six. I'm on three. Jaxie and Gina on two. So, before we move on to mini games, got to say well done, Monty. After the uh, crushing defeat at Wrestle Kingdom, you struck back. Yeah, got so to get some credibility
2: play. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to get some credibility back. Yeah, definitely. Plus, you know, I told you, I suck at these 12-match uh, Tony Khan cards, <laughs> but you give me a nice four <laughs> four to six range, yeah, you see what happened.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> no, was we'll see. But anyway, mini games. Uh, lucky number, the closest person was, well, the winning number was 15, I had 14, so I guess it sucks to be me. No points. Uh, so number one, the real one was Jay. I put Cody. Jaxie put Miz. Monty put Gable. Gina put LA Knight. So no points. Number 30, real was Zane. I put Gunther. Jaxie put Punk. Monty put Big E. Gina put Punk as well. No points. Final four. The real final four was Gunther, Drew, Cody and Punk. Monty... Got four for four. James got four for four. Jaxie got three out of four because you disrespected Drew by picking Kofi and Gina. You uh, got three out of you got three out of four because you disrespected Drew with Damien Priest. Wow. I both hope you've learned your lesson. No Drew? Yeah, yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs>
1: I mean, to be honest, I was kind of going with a strategic thing. New Day have been feuding with Imperium Gunther being in the final four. I thought, you know, they might actually give Cody a little bit more of a He's longer run yeah. and like just have that. Uh, it wasn't even a It wasn't even a <laughs> thought, to yeah. be
0: honest. Gina, any excuse from, from you as well to, uh, to the warrior? Or? Yeah, no, warrior?
1: I, no, no, sheer bias towards Damien. That's literally <laughs> it.
2: I didn't even do. want him How in the it? match, so there you go. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I love preaching. I didn't
0: even want him in the match. You, I, a, why up with no
2: Chad had, Gable? What's up with Chad Gable, bro? Why, I've what's never
0: up? had a they more annoying check on uh, the final four. I got. I was like, I got four out of four. Looked at Monty I was like, no, and Did you see me, fucker? Yeah, fucker. Santino, the real one was JD. I put Kaiser. No yeah. points. Jackson put what, Dom. Who I put, no points. Gina put... Hang on. Well, Monty put JD, so he got <laughs> two points for that as well. I can't believe it. The yeah, motherfucker. I
1: put, I put JD as well.
0: Did you put JD?
1: Yeah.
0: I, I put can't Gina, be... but... As long as you put JD, I'll give you another couple of points as well.
1: Yeah. Just go back on our, our messages and you'll
0: see my message there saying JD. I'll take your word for it for now, but I will check. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, Monty, not just you then. Gina got the two points as well. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man <laughs> What's Jay Uso. <laughs> James put Cody. Jacksy put Solo. Monty put Done. Gina put Cody. Uh, so no points. Most eliminations was... Um, Cody and Bron, I put Drew Jackson put Gunther with Monty putting Gunther as well, Gina put Solo no points, surprises I kept people
1: who were not in the rumble, I chose LA Knight, I chose Solo, what's wrong with me?
0: We haven't got time surprises uh, I. <laughs> the surprises <laughs> really were Andrade Melo, Bron and McAfee I put Trick, Biggie, and Kane, so no points Dickhead. Jaxy put Andrade, Logan Paul and Ty <laughs> Dininger. So one point. Monty put Andrade, Big E and Sheamus. One point. And Gina put Andrade, Sheamus and Zack Ryder. So one point. Who eliminates who? I put uh, Jimmy eliminates Jay. Gunther eliminates Cody. And Punk eliminates Drew. So i got one point. Uh there you go. got Punk eliminates Karen Cross. Xavier eliminates Kaiser. Gumpfort <laughs> eliminates Cody, no points. Uh Monty put Santos, eliminates Carlito, and it was Carlito eliminating Santos. Damn Apple. He ain't
2: used that Apple spot forever. I was pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we got uh Jay eliminated Jumi and Cody eliminated Drew, which didn't happen as well. And Gina, Damien eliminating Drew, Punk eliminated Cody, solo eliminated Bobby. So, no points. So, scores for men. It means that Monty is on seven. Uh, Gina with those extra two points is on six. I'm on five. Jaxie on four. So, the bonus points at the moment, the league overall Monty with 13. James and Gina on eight. And Jaxie on six. And the WWE league, Monty on one. The rest on zero. Uh, so Monty, what do you think of that, Lynn? Usually, I do quite well mini games, but this year you've got the lead to defend for the rest of the year for bonus league. You
2: know, bonus league, I got it last year, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Uh, you know, I started off strong, so we're just gonna we're gonna try to keep going. That's all it is. Is this man, your favorite you know? league,
0: Lynn? Is this your yes. is this Monty's league? Yes, you know, like... yes, because it's,
2: it's all it's, it's a lot of luck in bonus league. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be an expert at anything. You just kind of have to know a little bit about everything. So, and that's exactly where I am in life. So, there you go.
0: That's good. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> overall, match of the night. Would it be fair to say all of our picks is a women's rumble match? Yeah, yeah. The the fatal. No, I'm just playing yeah <laughs> exactly yeah the kickoff match that was the best one uh so right. then overall an mvp monty i'll start with you who's your mvp of the night and what's your score out of 10
2: i gonna be honest with you man my mvp changed <laughs> and it, it changed in the last few it just changed yesterday but anyway uh bailey is my mvp uh Just, again, she culminated her story perfectly. The best Rumble of the night is called the Royal Rumble. Uh, I just thought it was, again, she came out early, like you mentioned, James. I was nervous, and she still ended up not getting screwed over like she had so many times in different ways. So, yeah, I thought it was a a big moment for Bayley to get her crowning achievement, finally winning a Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, I've moaned about Damage Control storyline, and now it seems like the greatest story in Professional wrestling history. You know, especially with Bailey winning the rumble and stuff like that. Uh what would you score out right. of 10 Monty overall? Uh overall let's
2: see. Uh overall I think you gotta give it at least a nine. I think nine and yeah, nine and a quarter to a nine is fair. I thought it was a really strong raw rumble. Uh, I, it's crazy how they had four matches, and I think it still was like three, four hours. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: four hours long.
2: Man. I thought it was gonna be shorter, but they still found a way to do it. Even though I know Royal Rumble matches are at least an hour, so, but yeah, it was it was still cool, it was still cool. I had no problem with it. No, nothing was bad on the show. I thought everybody worked hard, and uh, I mean, I got a perfect, I got a perfect score, so I can't complain with booking decision. So yeah, man, this is great. <laughs>
0: well, the thing is as well. And I don't know about you, I mean, Jack C, because I'll get your MVP and score. But I think the Rumble match has changed with Triple H's booking because I, the old Rumble's like number thirty, and then the Rumble's over within like five minutes. Now it feels like you've still got eight people left, and there's gonna be another fifteen minutes between the fir- you know the final two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, you've got to give some credit to it because you actually can see that uh, you know they sort of. Final few moments over the past few years in, in within the Royal Rumble has like kind of built to sort of growing storylines between those that don't potentially win the Rumble as well. So um, you know they they do use like as much of the time as possible to be able to maybe build on things, um, but it, it gets more and more intense um, either way you look at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, about that. So who's your MVP of night then?
1: Um, so my MVP is actually the same as Monty's. I'm going with Bailey on this one. Um, I didn't, I didn't think that uh, she was going to win, but I think she deserves it. I think she gave a great performance overall, and she really surprised me throughout the the whole of the Rumble with, with uh, when it came to sort of her uh, eliminations that she got, and just you know her overall smarts. So yeah, uh, MVP Bailey.
0: And what would you score out of ten?
1: Uh, I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten.
0: Eight out of ten, and Gina, same question to you. MVP and score out of ten, please.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep it sweet and simple. I'm going with the same Bailey for MVP. Her storyline just feels like the most flushed out in this entire paper premium live event. Sorry, um, and yeah, Bailey just smashed it. I, I felt truly happy for her when she got that win. Super happy for Cody and his win too, but Bailey's felt more kind of rewarding um at the time of watching it so um score out of 10 oh,
0: yeah uh, eight and a half i'll give it eight and a half i'm gonna give it a nine because again there's four matches it's like an hour each it felt like in the end but it was still good stuff uh my mvp of the night is of course jordan grace because she carried the entire wrestling promotion on her jacked shoulders uh, but a good rumble overall. We did have the press conference as well, which was straight afterwards. We wondered if we're going to have it or not. Uh, Cody Rhodes started it off. Well, he did not start off. Bailey started off as being the women's rumble. Uh, she described Naomi and Natalia as legends. She's glad to be in the ring with them. And she spoke highly of Jordan Grace and Jay Cargill. Cody Rhodes said he'd seen memes and all the uh, gifs about his journey and he says the position he's in, he is currently the guy. He was asked for his thoughts about Vincent Mann allegations. He said talents were find out about in real time, and the public was Rosa TKO, Holdings, and Nick not take it seriously and acted quickly. I mean, Jackson, we spoke about this. This was an EVP answer from a talent who had just been in a match for, you know, 45 minutes, who considerably <laughs> might not have a good answer but did.
1: Yeah, I mean... Again, going back to what we continuously uh, say about Cody, that he just has a way of uh, a way with words, you know. Um, but it, he was very well spoken, very much like an EVP. Um, and this should have been the answer that came from the EVP. Um, but we'll get to that,
0: you know. Well, let's talk about it now. Come on, let's get there sure. uh, because no, Triple H not. was spoken. And his reaction to the allegations, that he wants to focus on the positives. And he started saying he's going to do what everyone expects to do with regards to response. He's when asked what to do to the employees, he said everything possible. And he said he did not read the lawsuit; he was finding out in real time. So the question is, Jaxie, is he lying, or is he just a bit of a fucking idiot?
1: Uh, he's definitely evading answer, answering what he really knows about uh, or how much he knows about the situation. I don't think he knows much within detail and nor do I think uh, there was any involvement of, of his. But I, I think, you know, ultimately he's been put in a very hard position because not only is this, you know, allegations coming from someone who is effectively one of the creators of, of this company, um but, you know, this is also his father-in-law, so he's probably uh, not able to say as much on this situation. However, when you compare uh, when Cody was asked in his response compared to Triple H's, it just makes you question, like, um, like how much, like, it, he really is talking truth. Um, I don't believe for one second that he had not yet read that lawsuit. I do think he's lying on that one, but you know, we'll we'll leave it at the fact that like, right now, I'm trying to take pity at the thought of him being like put in a tough position right now, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, no without doubt, it's, it's an interesting one, you know, so, um, like I said, the show's gone on long enough without that, but I'm sure there'll be more stories coming out, and even people you know, saying Triple H as a ball assassin would know, but again, are they confusing the character in Ring to the character outside, you know, it's a, it's a difficult one. Um, so we shall see. We've got Raw and SmackDown notes for this week. I wonder what Wade Barrett did wrong. He got replaced on Raw by Pat McAfee. Uh, we need to see a tearful CM Punk. Confirmed he had suffered a torn triceps and would miss WrestleMania 40. From there, he refused to feel bad for himself. He cut a promo but was interrupted by Drew McIntyre, who took pleasure in having been the guy who injured... Punk, and he said, I haven't got a lot of faith. (laughs) I did pray for this injury. This is fucking brilliant from Punk. uh, From Punk and Drew, to be fair, because Punk forgot he had an injured arm, so started throwing right hands. uh, And of course, McIntyre downed him, and then stomped on his injured triceps, only for Sami Zayn to hit the ring and make the save. I mean, Monty, I know I am Drew biased, but he looked like a fucking Stone Cold killer. And Punk again... Another big injury. That's what, three or four now since his comeback. Maybe his body just can't go on. Yeah,
2: I mean, injuries happen, but like just the second. It's really not even just about the third big. I mean, that's the second time. I don't know if it's the same tricep, but he's tore his tricep twice. So it's just, it's just tough, man. A lot, of, a lot some of the times it's just bad luck. I don't want to say his body can't go because it's people older than him. The thing is, a lot of them people never stop. Maybe this is what happens when you stop doing this living this lifestyle for so long and you try to jump right back into it and go as hard as you possibly can. I can I couldn't help but feel good at though for him cuz like I don't care what anybody says whether you like punk or not. Uh it's just that's just messed up, man. It's tough. Like, you know, all he wanted was the, you know, in this situation is the main event WrestleMania and for the timing of this injury that happened in that Raw Rumble match when he they gave a really good performance in my opinion and he took uh, a future shock DDT, and I mean, I guess like that. You know what I mean? Like it was like a freak type of de- deal because Drew yeah, gives those all the time.
0: That doesn't get injuries. and people don't
2: get hurt, yeah, right? Right, no. right? People don't tear a tricep on that, you know. And and so it's just a freak type of deal for, and, and it sucks and, uh, from that point of view. And like you mentioned, Drew looked like an absolute super villain. I loved it. I loved the energy. I loved the way he just the character. This had me feeling like okay. Get Drew that that world title. Let him hold it down, and maybe Punk can be back by SummerSlam or something. The only thing that hurt. The only thing about this is I know Drew' contract is expiring, but the way Drew working right now, Triple H, man, you got to, you got to, Come on, man, you got to sign this, this bro. Like, does
0: what are we Get like similarities though like, between like Batista before he, before he left full time back in like 2010, where yeah. he was so entertaining. And it just feels like he and knows he he's had, going. The the yeah. kind of yeah, the, there's no kind of thing stopping him. So he is being when he had the
2: spotlight on him and stuff like yeah, they, that, yeah, was yeah, beat, yeah, that. was that was Pete Batista, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So I agree. I hope they don't let him walk, but who knows? In this crazy world, the wrestling was going to happen. But and then Punk, by the way, that's promo. I saw a lot of people who even hate promo or I mean hate Punk, and they even had to admit that promo <laughs> when you mentioned Council. That's why people love Punk. That's a real. That's a that was a real promo right there. He had me tearing up because I got I've had people who had who fought cancer and had to deal with it. So that was some real like like you said. You know, it's people who fight in real time stuff. So he'll be all right. And I can't wait for whenever Punk finally can able to be able to come back. But it is interesting though. Like you said, three injuries in a year and a half. That's tough, man.
0: No that, Dale. Um, we had the tag team titles on the line with. DIY coming up short against Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, Jaxy, I know you said it before, but just quickly with Johnny Gagano, with DIY, is it working on you? Because they had a better, better reaction, more consistent now in ring as well.
1: Um, I mean, yeah. Again, for for those that aren't used to seeing like DIY from NXT, I think like. Showcasing them more like this, that they are, they do look good. However, I just I feel like it's not working for me. I feel like um, maybe I'm a bit biased, but I really miss NXT Champa. Um, you know, uh, singles, singles run Champa. Um, I know that they probably actually kind of re re picked up DIY to actually build that momentum again with with Johnny Gargano because he had not had a, a very Successful uh, start to his main roster run, um, and neither did Champa really. So putting them together, like you know, I, I'm just hoping that the the next few months, you know, within tag team wrestling, uh, will will be kind to them um, in in that sort in in that way. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the match, I'm very pleased that Judgment Day, like you know, retained like right now. Um, I'm really enjoying kind of what they're doing um, and kind of also being the tag champs. I am actually really ready for them to just have one set of championships or split Mm. them again now, though. We're in 2024. Can we stop this? Can we split it? Because
0: it's (laughs) just not uh,
1: (laughs) not working for me, to be honest, anymore. I just need, like, that needs to change and imminently.
0: But isn't it weird as well, like, thinking this time last year, Dom was the hottest thing in Judgment Day. And now he's probably the quietest like, everything that's going on. You know, it's a bit weird how it yeah. happens sometimes. Obviously, as Monty blew my mind earlier by saying, that he could have had Brock and Dom. But um, we'll see what happens with Judgment Day as well. Cody Rose made his way to the ring to discuss his Men's Royal Rumble victory. He was interrupted by Seth Rollins. He turned expectations upside down and Plorn Rose not to challenge Roman Reigns, but to challenge him instead. He said his championship is a workman's title. And he visionally asked what kind of man Rose wants to be, to which the two time Rumble winner ended the segment saying he would think about it. I mean, Gina, at this point in time, we would be just going, oh, they're just doing this. Um, just, to, you know, help Seth out for a little while until they work out his opponent. And now we look at it and think, we might actually get this.
2: It was a setup.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: sorry what we might actually get what
0: Cody and Seth at Mania
1: yeah I mean again the thing is when I say I felt a little disappointment it wasn't disappointment at that match like I like both Cody and Seth but for me I had a picture in mind going into this year of where I felt like Cody was gonna go and so I felt a slight disappointment because I felt like it wasn't going to be the, the route I wanted him to go, you know? So don't get me wrong. The excitement excitement is still there. Whatever Cody does is going to be exciting to watch. But um, yeah, there are, there are certain hints that a certain match isn't going to happen. And for me, it's like, it makes more sense to try and finish that storyline in my
0: eyes. Well, again, and call me boss, last time I'm going to mention it, but I think Drew McIntyre winning world title, WrestleMania, Front of fans is one of the greatest story arcs of a character that we would have because he's vindicated in his actions of turning hill. We'll move on.
1: I mean, especially <laughs> after getting screwed in the clash, I do agree yeah. with you on that. And I will I will say when Drew first turned, it it wasn't it's not that it wasn't working for me, but I wasn't the biggest fan. But I think it's because it's do, it's new and it's different. I'm so used to Drew being a babyface. That is different and sometimes you don't warm right away when they do a when they do a heel turn or a baby face turn, you know. Um I, I said a couple of years ago that MJF should never turn face because it will never work for him. And look what happened in 2023 for MJF, you know? So I I definitely have my mind changed a lot. Um, but this whole heel run is working for me so much for Drew right now that it would make sense to put him in that WrestleMania picture.
0: No doubt. Jey Uso beat Bronson Reed. Andrade picked Raw. Gunther beat Cody. There were two fun matches there. Uh, any attempt by Bailey to announce her WrestleMania 40 plans to challenge Ray Ripley was halted when Nia Jax attacked Euradicator, absolutely destroying her. And I tell you what, Ray Ripley Nia Jax at Chamber in front of her home country is going to be fucking huge. The reaction Ray will get will be WrestleMania level. Uh, and then in the Did main you know events... Naya was
2: born there? Naya was born in Australia, bro.
0: I didn't really? know it until they,
2: until they no, said I
0: didn't it.
2: Yeah. Oh so it's like,
0: they're they both going home. <laughs> uh, they're both going to have with kangaroos and wallabies. Can you believe that? <laughs> yes, <Every same>. <laughs> and then in the main event, Drew McIntyre beat Sammy Zayn. Uh, Sammy went for a haluva kick and Drew, you know, blocked it. People say he low blowed. I don't see it. Claymore and the wing, <laughs> and then SmackDown. <laughs> like, fuck you, my podcast. Uh, SmackDown: A brave new world for Corey, um, who is now play by play. Wade was back with him on SmackDown. It was a busy day. It was a busy day. Naomi joined SmackDown, and so did Tiffany Stratton. Tiff slapped me, yim, and uh, beat her on her debut. Legado visited Tony D's restaurant uh, to have a chat. It's always nice to see, uh, you know, <laughs> other places like that. We see Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn beat Legado, LWO, and Pretty Deadly. No boy. And then backstage before the commercial break, Bailey overheard her damage control teammates mocking her and claiming Bailey is done tonight. setting the stage for the big angle. In ring, Bailey was joined by the women's champ Io Sky, of course, tag champs Oscar and Kari Sane. She propped up Damage Control calling them family and saying she would not have accomplished what she did without them. She teased chosen Ray Ripley for turning to her teammates and asking why they never saw anything in her and if they were done laughing at her now. She even admitted that she could understand Japanese in a fucking brilliant moment as well. She fended off the beat down of Damage Control with the assistant of Lead Pipe and laid down a challenge for Eosky for the showcase of the Immortals. Take my fucking money. Jaxie, what are your thoughts on this? This is a smart baby face. Bailey looked great here. And the Damage Control story mm. where we were at for Clash, the very first match, is going to culminate in mm. WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, it feels like this is where a, a great, lengthy story pays off and this is kind of like how I expected the bloodline story to sort of like start paying off and this was absolutely brilliant Bailey's speech and the fact that it was her that confronted damage control about their treatment of her it was so empowering that it really rallied the crowd behind Bailey, it just worked epically um, I don't know who to cheer for it in this moment in time because I love all these women involved so definitely hear mixed reviews coming from me for the next few weeks out uh, with this because this is exciting. Exactly like you said, James, take my money. I'm here for this. I'm all here for this.
0: Well, shallow shall a doubt. Backstage, Jade Cargill and Brom Breaker met with Nick Aldis. Uh, we never got Bobby and Profits versus the Final Testament because of shenanigans. And then finally, the decision. As we saw Seth Rollins pleading his case to Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare made his way to SmackDown to announce the champion he will challenge at WrestleMania 40. After waxing Perk about the concept of finishing his story and what that actually means, Rose revealed, "I'm coming for you, not uh, just not at WrestleMania. From there, The Rock emerged from the locker room to a thunderous ovation and engaged Reigns in a stare down to close out the broadcast with a graphic announcing a press event in Las Vegas Thursday. <laughs> that was lucky, wasn't it? Uh, But I think the real story here is we're finally going to get the battle for the head of the table, The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. But, Monty, the kind of backlash that we've had for this. I mean, again, I don't want to talk over everybody, but imagine back in the Attitude Era, Stone Cold Steve Austin winning the Rumble and saying, Do you know what? I'm not going to go Mania. I'll give it to the returning like Hulk Hogan or something like that. That's the only (laughs) way I can think here. Monty, Mm -hmm. what what are your thoughts?
2: Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's the perfect way to put it. Like, imagine if you're a top face. Because, again, I I like what Self had to say. I didn't mind the pitch. But the problem is when I went online and even in that crowd on Raw, nobody believed what Self was saying. And uh, as as much as much hard as he has worked to give that belt credibility, at the end of the day, it's not the one that that Cody was robbed of. At the end of the day, you know, and so to have Cody come out there, you didn't even mention this, but Roman just got done burying self-robbing. Just killing that belt and self-robbing. You know know what I mean? Like he just, he was going off. It was a great promo. I love the energy, but man, he just made self feel like. He's tried to shrink as much as he could out of what Usef Rollins has presented himself as, and he made fun of him being around all the time. Like, how many? How can you be? How can you? He literally made a joke about him being. And a they're work And they are. Friends. Yes, no, it's they're not- supposed <laughs> to be good friends. He made jokes about his money. He made jokes about his injuries. So it's just like that is that was it was brutal. But then not only does Cody do, does this. And like he he hands it off, even though every indication, every interview before this, even right after the Royal Rumble, he pointed at Roman. The, the, his <laughs> press conference, everything 2K about it. Said,
0: I've, I've announced a yes. finish your story. Finish COVID. your
2: story is part of the 2K campaign of buying their next video the games. And they come and they do the same thing they did the punk in 2013. Literally, same thing. Punk was on the cover of WWE 13. You remember that, James? <laughs> and, and who, who it, swooped in and got the main event that year? I'm,
0: I'm sure Punk never got over that. I don't know if he ever did a pipe on
2: <laughs> <laughs> I could have swore. Yeah, I could have swore he he left and never, like you said, never got over it. And Punk literally, a few weeks ago, said, guess what's going to happen? He was referring to himself when he said a bigger star was going to come in and take your main event. But yeah, it literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. word for word, happened the way Punk said it. But this time, it was with The Rock. Like, if I'm Punk, I, I know he just had surgery Thursday, but I would have used my good arm to throw something in the hospital broom. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, re- really? Like, I give that, that, that promo, I give Cody the hug, I tell him to finish his story, and this is what you go and do? Not to mention all the rumors around how this happened and the TKO boardroom stuff and how the Rock's throwing his weight around. At least that's what people are trying to claim. Or that they did this to try to distract us from the nasty man news that we talked about earlier, like all of that, all of that makes all of this feel just horrible. As much as I wanted the Rock versus Roman to finally happen, I knew it had to happen. I had convinced myself that you let Cody win this match and win the title, and you can do Rock and Roman without the belt. Honestly, tell me they wouldn't have still been as loud if Rock showed up and stared down Roman and Roman lost his belt. Tell me if it wouldn't have worked. You guys wouldn't still be excited?
0: But it, without a doubt, I would. But is this a case of WWE again? People moan at Tony Khan because he goes for the hardcore audience, right? As opposed to kind of a little bigger mainstream. And again, it's weird that this match is going to have more people interested now with a rock, and more people's eyes on it, and mm-hmm. the kind of more hardcore community will be saying what about? Oh, Cody? they're going to so- shun in it. But what yeah, that's what I'm saying, what matters because we're gonna be the ones picking up the baton, so to speak, after WrestleMania is over with all the Fairweather fans are to gone, yeah. gone away again. So it's
2: weird, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. The casuals that's coming in to watch, that's paying all this money. Yeah, they make again and it also very, very aggravated when you had Triple H focusing on the Netflix deal instead of talking about the scandal. Because he's, again, let's focus on the money, guys, and then here we go with a decision that feels like let's focus on the money, guys. Because yeah, you're gonna make money right now from the Rock. I get it. That, at the end of the day, it's gonna make money. But at the end of the day, at the expense of storytelling, it, it's tough. Like, I, and I don't want to hear like this. Is all I want to say, all them same fans who cool with this and they they fine with it about money and all that. All I want to say is, I never want to hear again that we need to create stars in WWE. Because at the end of the day, no matter who they put up there and how good they book them, they're going to always go back to the past.
0: You, you are, and, yeah. It <laughs>
2: feels yeah, like they that, always that can go right. back to the past and they're going to always get the, the top stars are now who work their ass off every day. Like Sami Zayn said in the promo after this,
0: These this roster work their ass off
2: every day. It's also the
0: momentum. It's also momentum. Exactly. You talk about Cody. I was not having a momentum with him last year. And the reaction he got on SmackDown was that of a main event level star. Right. Yeah, it's him kind of walking. And it's like, yeah, anybody that kind of gets himself over to a position, it's like even with CM Punk back in the day, you know, or any other kind of wrestler coming through now has to kind of be like stopped. And they kind of do it. Look at even McIntyre before the clash. Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber last year. Do you know what I mean? You can build a baby face that hot. Yeah, and he just cut just them, totally undercut them
2: easily without thinking about it, right? Undercut me, and Cody's giving out tickets to kids, Tell them, "Come watch me finish my story." <laughs> it's just, just not just, WrestleMania. It's up, man. That's what he's, it's he's, saying, up. he's
0: saying at the end. <laughs> yeah, dot, dot, dot. just not WrestleMania. But I'm giving
2: you uh, tickets to WrestleMania. I'm not finishing my story now, but come come finish on, there,
0: but come on, guys. I'll be on the kickoff. <sighs> uh, Gina, I want your man. thoughts on this? Because The Rock, this is again, this is the biggest match. I think dream match, probably in wrestling, and again we kind of don't want it at this moment. It's really fucking strange.
1: Yeah, you feel kind of torn at this moment. Um, We were all discussing this today, like, just on being torn between it all, because ideally we do want Cody finishing his story. That's kind of where we feel we've been going, like, all last year, rebuilding Cody back up to this moment. So it feels like we're just gonna waste the opportunity again and drop the ball with him if we don't actually put that in place here and now the thing is is like i get annoyed at the the wwe universe a little bit and i know that i'm a part of of, of that but like i get annoyed at them because you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if with them like they're they're all cussing out the royal rumble because they wanted rocky to turn up at the royal rumble and win it Well, now that you've actually got the potential of Rock versus Roman, you're fucking complaining because it's gonna be—he's taking Cody's spot. So it's like you're you're fucking damned if you do and damned if you don't right now. So I understand the split here because. I don't feel like there's anybody out there who doesn't want to actually see Roman versus Rock. I think that would be a great match to watch. Mm -hmm. But right now, no. like It's going to turn people against it. You might actually lose a bit of fanship because people are desperate for that Cody story to finish and for him to come and finish it with this amazing run that he's done over the past year. Now he's got this other achievement in like winning his second Royal Rumble in a row. Like... You, you have to push on that momentum so it's a, it is a big, big shock to learn that Cody's just gonna step aside yeah I I don't know how to feel at this moment I don't know whether like I'm happy about it annoyed about it um but one thing I will say is I'm intrigued to see what happens
0: yeah, this is the thing and as we're speaking about and Jackson I'll get your thoughts on this because again it's it's great with the rock and everything like this but Again, it's like cutting your nose to spite your face. And as Monty said, you've got a star there ready to take the mantle. And yet you're going back to an era that, by day, we have to forget about. You know, like we just talked about earlier. don't Cle- think that happened in the Attitude era, it will get cancelled soon. You know, like, and again, I live through the Attitude <laughs> era. The matches were shit. Like, anybody that says it was good, it alive. Right. You know what I mean? Anything before 2000 was terrible. I don't care what people say. Um, I, I live. Um, yeah. I mean, what I mean, bring out rock.
1: I, I really don't have much more to add. I think uh, in the uh, when watching the moment happen of like sort of the rock's music dropping and hitting, uh, there was a, a level of excitement. Uh, that came from me of, like, kind of seeing The Rock facing off against Roman, um, as Gina rightly said, you know, there's there's excitement behind that match. But then again, when you take a moment to think about it, this would have made so much more sense if The Rock's music hit whilst Jey Uso was separating from the bloodline and actually tying that into it, because he's talking about, you know, being uh, the head of the table. So this really isn't about the title, um, uh, more so as a status within the bloodline who we know that The Rock is a part of that family. Um, so it just really doesn't make sense to again, like you all have smartly said, uh, this whole build-up of finishing Cody's story, and it's not going to be against the Rock when we all know that he should have won it last year, and they didn't go with it. Um, so it just, yeah, it it just there's a level of disappointment that I think is coming from everyone who wanted to actually see this as like the sort of uh, final sort of ending for Cody, um, and it and it really did need to be Roman. Um, like that, what he was facing. So I don't really know what that means, like sort of going forward. Um, what are, are they going to put the titles on on The Rock? Like he's so again putting it on a part timer. Uh, I just I don't know if I see that happening either. We're just gonna have to see what else sort of comes from this. But that you can't help but have a certain disappointment for Cody as well, and and whether or not he was just asked to sort of step aside for for this match to happen. Um, but again, this this is just very much like uh, convenient considering the news off the rock sort of becoming sort of like a, a chairman or whatever of the board. He's so
0: kinda you all over again, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 kind of, it's kind of hard right now to like not feel like there wasn't a, a strong influence there. I'm not trying to say that I believe all of the stuff that's coming out saying that you threw his weight or whatever. But you can't help but think that, you know, the timing is there. You know,
0: yeah. that is, is it coincidence or not? Yeah, well, this is a strange thing. And again, we've got a long road to WrestleMania, so we're going to find it all. Yeah, things, really, can like, it? things can change. Things can change. Yeah, our next stop is Chamber. Uh, so, again, we'll know if it's Cody versus Roman at that event or if something happens there. But again, personally, I'll be shocked if Roman loses a title oh, thank you. before Mania. And again, yeah. I think... Breaking Hogan's record in September is very fucking likely now as well. So uh, we'll see. Like I said, it's just it's bad for Cody. But again, I'm not gonna feel sorry for Cody because probably like you know number one or two merch seller, still you know number one babyface in the company. It's not like he's gonna fall down the car, but it's just literally not finishing his story. Um, finally. Should we do NXT Vengeance Day predictions quickly? Everybody, come on! We're all in the mood, aren't we? I'm ready. Yeah, you ready? Um, come on! I don't.
1: I don't know what they are, so you're gonna have to let me know what the matches are. Yeah, we'll
0: do it on the fly. I've already got mine written down. Monty, I'm sure you've got yours written down as well already, haven't you? So we're not gonna That's cheat you anything.
1: I'm like about
0: what what it's gonna be. Well, this is just this is what bonus prediction is all about. We have to catch up, Monty. Um so the first match and Gina you can pick this one first to begin with is Die Jack versus Joe Gacy in a no DQ match. Little bit of uh um, backstory. Die Jack yeah. has been going around piss quickly, everybody. Go can
1: on. I quickly just say, can can you and Monty give us like your predictions after you give us a bit of backstory Because of like we're we're totally going on a whim here. So
0: that's what I'm saying. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. And then, you know, I'm saying with Jack and Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy is not part of that group anymore. Don't worry about that. He's left them. I've even forgotten the name of the group. That's how great it jack Dijak's been beating the shit, everybody. Uh, these two guys haven't got the best win-loss record, but they've been beating the crap out of each other. Uh, and that's basically it, Monty, really, isn't it?
2: Pretty much. He threw, He kicked them off, of, off of, onto a trailer, I think. Oh, he threw him in the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. threw him in the trash. Yeah, uh, last episode. That's
1: about it. Is this the guy that like cost Dijak, like um the 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 other pay per view event? You know, came no, back and returned. This
0: is no a different. different guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, DiJack so? hates um everybody <laughs> Native Americans, uh, and it's moved <laughs> <really laughs> <good> on to Jack <laughs> Casey. <laughs>
1: Okay, so who's the heel in this
0: though? Dijak. Dijak, okay. maybe, yeah. Yeah,
2: die
0: go Jack. Di- I'll go die in it, Monty. Yeah,
2: me too. Dijak loses all the time, but Gacy's like the one like you mentioned, the one guy that you can be like, you know what? <laughs> you can beat you should beat Gacy. And I feel like with this uh beating up everybody's streak he's on, you can possibly, you can prime Dijack for something big. I love Dijack, so I think he needs to win this. Even though I like what Gacy's doing.
0: Uh Gina. Yeah, I mean I
1: don't know Joe Gacy, so I'm just gonna go Dijack.
0: And Jaxy.
1: Um, has Dijack actually had that match with that guy yet? Like a grudge match?
0: Yes. Yeah, and he, he yeah. Dijak, like I said, his win loss record is not great. But then again, yeah. Gacy's is not great either. But They fought an underground match, he he lost, but
1: yeah. Dijack lost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me. I'll, I'll go with DiJack then because he sounds like the underdog. So let's go with DiJack to pick up a win here.
0: Go okay, Jack <laughs> Great. Uh Up next, Monty. You can explain this one. It is uh the family: Tony D, Stacks, really, and Rizzo <laughs> versus OGM. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good
2: luck. You give me this
0: mess.
1: <laughs> Wait. Uh, who who, you know, was, who was the first group and who and what were their names like ghost Tony D, like, Tony
2: D and Stacks and they got a new woman who's also Italian. Mafia. You know the mafia guy? Tony D, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, oh Remember yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, family. Yeah. And then you got okay. uh OTM which is not uh, explain this to be honest. Uh, out the mud they're, they're like got street you know, street crew. the group with Reggie.
0: Yeah, you know the group like... with
2: Reginald?
0: Yeah, you yeah. know Reggie. He's like scripts now, he's like a street okay. dude. He's a street you know, he's
1: dude. Okay. All right. So, so, so it's kind of like another like sort of um uh hit row
2: 2.0. They don't rap, but I got you.
0: They 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 yeah. they fool thug thug, but I got yeah, you. Like, yeah, yeah, think crime time with women and scripts. Okay, right, I
2: with understand. with a new yeah. woman, yeah. She debuted yeah. too. So you got two women who fight who fighting for the first time in the ring. Kind of in, in, uh, getting introduced with their respective groups. You got a mafia lady, and you got a street girl. Basically, that's what Jada Parker
0: is. She's <laughs> like the street. She's, uh, she's, she's like, like fucking yeah. weird hearing it a explained. It's
2: like it, it's, yeah. nonsense. it's
0: nonsense.
2: NXT is nonsense, right? Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, so you kind of got two. Let look at it this way: Do you do you want the mafia crime family, the organized crime, or do you want? The people who are being depicted as crime. people straight from the streets people. who get it out the mud, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, black folk attack versus Italian.
0: <laughs> so what that's the simplest way to cut. That's that's the thing in it, yeah. Yeah, right. pick
2: your pick a side. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the family because they're the tag champs and they better not lose this match. You're going family because it's their first match
0: in a month.
2: They don't That's ever the wrestle. Match. All they do is do vignettes. So they better win the few times we watch them wrestle everybody. So I'm going with the family.
0: All right, say what about you? Yeah.
1: What are both the teams called again?
0: <laughs> OTM. The family, the family, OTM.
1: The family, OTM. Um, OTM, I like the thugs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: Okay, I'll go with them.
0: Whew. Gina. That was a tough one. In the foreign, way. You're gonna go for <laughs> Emily. Yeah, I'm gonna go for OTM in that one as well. Gotcha. Next one. Always oh, gonna be difficult to explain. The Dusty the, white guy told classic, the brothers. classic final. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the Dusty Rhodes. The final, uh, the yeah, go ahead. That is so important in NXT over the years. Mm-hmm. This year, two teams have really stood out. Those are uh, the Wolf Dogs in <laughs> Baron Corbin and Bron Breaker versus Trick Mello, Carmella Hayes, and Trick Williams. And as you guys have seen on SmackDown with Carmella Hayes the past couple of weeks, and of course Trick Williams as well. Whoop that trick! Uh, but Baron and Bron. Have been a can great, quickly, have been really, really good teaming recently.
2: Really good team.
0: Can
1: you guys, really can you good. quickly, before before we discuss the the potential predictions, can you guys quickly give me a rundown of what's happened between like Trick and Carmelo throughout NXT lately? Because obviously there is a bit of attitude as well on SmackDown. <laughs> that is, right, okay, no, no, I've got this. i got this. Like, I got this. Okay, you
0: got right. it. 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 Know, like, no, let me try it. Let me try it. What's happened? What here we go. So, <clears throat> long and short of it, don't get me wrong. Here we go. Trick Williams got attacked from behind. Wasn't sure who had sacked him. We didn't know if it was Carmela Hayes or not. Hayes said it wasn't him. It was, in fact, the NXT champion, Ilya Dragunov. Dragunov said to Trick, it definitely wasn't me. I would do it to your face, which is pretty true of the yeah. Dragon. But, again, we have not seen who has done it. Since then, right. Trick has wanted to go for an NXT title match with Ilya Dragunov, but thanks to Rich Holland and fucking injuring people, Ilya has not been able to make the match. Carmelo has said to Ilya he did it on purpose, so Trick has to pull double duty at Vengeance Day because the Dusty Rose Classic was announced and Melo said to Trick he's going to put him in there because they want to win Tag Team Gold together. But also at the same time, Trick has said he wants to win NXT Championship. Melo has said to Trick he's got his back but we just don't know if he's telling the truth or not. So it's basically going to come down to today with Vengeance Day. Can Mello and Trick win the Dusty Classic? And then the question is, will Mello, has he got Trick's back? Or will we betray him possibly in the main event? Will Trick win the title that he said he wants to? Or will Saint get in the way? And that basically sums up not only the final of the Dusty Classic, but the main event, which is here, Dragonoff and Trick Williams. Trick Williams. Monty, yeah. that wasn't bad, was it? Okay,
1: okay. pretty good. Pretty Thank good. you, because that was actually really insightful and helpful. But I got a co- real quick question. Uh, so, uh, the the Wolfgang was it Wolfgang?
0: No, it was the Wolf which so is Baron with. Corbin and Bron Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Wolf Dogs, Monty. Let's not go there. No, oh, Bron I, and Baron got, it. got Steiner energy. Yeah. They have got the Steiner okay. tag energy. Yeah. So
1: real quick, real yeah. quick, like. Have those two only been put together as a tag team for this Dusty Rhodes classic? Uh,
0: yes, but it looks yes. like they, they might go forward. Weird. But it's
2: not, convinced. Yeah, it's not the way it yes. usually is. Weird. Like, it's mismatched, but they got really good chemistry, and they really seem to be getting along. Like, no type, no beef so far in between them. You
1: can just put my Uh, guess as those two. Wait, and then can I just ask one more question? This Dusty Rose classic, what does the winner, like, sort of, like, win? Is it just, like, the the NXT
0: title match? So there's a chance that my prophecy comes true because I said to Monty, Trick and Mello will win the tag titles. And he says, no, they'll split and fight for the title. So it's basically a fight between the two of us as well.
1: Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry. I do have one more question, real quick. Am I wrong or confused with everything that obviously took place on SmackDown? Um, three out of the four that are involved are actually now signed or signing to the main roster, or is it two? Two,
2: just two. Tell you. just Melo and Braun will possibly be on the main roster after this.
1: So, one of Melo from- pretty much, is
2: already yes, so Mellow doing both.
0: Melo does right both, now. and Bron, well, he can come and go as well. Like I said, it's yeah, I on. think they're both going to be like for now. They can probably still yeah. be on NXT occasionally. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: I'm so co- like I, I'm confused on on how that's uh, ended up this way, uh, but let's see where, where things go. I don't want to be the first one to make a choice. Can one of the experts of NXT make Gina a choice? Gina said first? wolf
0: dogs. I'm gonna go. If I'm right, Gina, you said wolf dogs. I'm gonna go trick Mello. I know where you're going, Jay. Yeah, we know where you're going. Yeah, I'll, go Byron, yeah. I'll go with
1: those
0: two. Yeah, you're going Byron and Broadway, yeah. So Monty? Yeah, man, I I
2: am sticking with it, man. It's just as much as I was my heart tells, I can't I don't like this. I don't want to pick against Trick twice. But I, I'm just going I'm picking against twice. So yeah, man. I don't I don't think they're gonna win it. I think the uh the tag team uh is gonna to go to the Wolf Dogs. Whoa! Oh, something's gonna happen. Fucking hell. Something's gonna oh, happen. I'm... Something's gonna happen, bro. Whoa. And then that's gonna set up the finish of the main event. That's the. That's you my, think?
0: That's no, my I don't. Budget. I don't know now. Oh, you think, fucking you, hey, Jackson, give you me a prediction. Me right. We move on. No, no, I think you are. Uh, I'm Jackson, you know give me move I, I, on. I'm gonna do mine. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> do, I'm gonna do. I'm
1: gonna go with Trick and mellow to win.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go Trick and Mello Ice. as well. Fuck him. Yeah, whoop that Trick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, next one then. It's only a short card. Don't worry about this. Monty gets to explain it, though. NXT North American Championship. Femi versus Dragon Lee. Got
2: you. Good Got on. you. Obafemi, huge Nigerian beast. Like, just a monster. Like, he's he's awesome. Like, he's been killing everybody. I,
1: I, I've seen him. I'm, I'm already giving you my thing. I'm, I'm going Oba. There you go.
2: He he won the breakout tournament. Then he beat Dragon Lee. Out of nowhere, cashing oh, yeah. in and basically winning that no, belt too. So this a rematch, just an actual match this time instead of a cash in situation, basically.
1: Yeah, I've actually seen him wrestle. I'll go with him too to win.
0: Yeah, this Obviously, a clean sweep. I'm going over as well. Man. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dragon going. can go to the main roster. Well, unless over, he does over. what he did with us at the last, which is <laughs> what I think about the last takeover when. I got nothing right, and Dragon Lee beat Dom. This might happen again. Right. But, you know, who knows? Anyway, co-main event, NXT Women's Championship match, Laya Valkyra versus Roxanne Perez. Now, of course, Roxanne Perez is a prodigy, winner of the breakout tournament a couple of years ago and former NXT Women's Champion. And me and Monty basically thought would be the face of NXT, but that's kind of fallen to not only Tiffany Stratton, but also Laya Valkyra who came mm-hmm. from NXT UK, who's got a great gimmick at this moment in time. Tar- well, she used to have a great one with a feather, but it's, n- it's not really about that. I'm losing it. She's got Tate and Paxi <laughs> now as a kind of clone uh, and has just been really badass in her defences, beating Xia Lee, beat Becky Lynch for the championship. And this is basically the biggest women's match we can have now. Tiff has gone in an NXT yeah. event, which is weird. It's not stand and deliver. So we are getting live Alkira versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, and basically, it's a pick'em. Either of them could win. And, and I'm not bullshitting mm-hmm. there. So, Jackson, um, which way do you want to go? Um, go on. I'll let Jackson
1: sorry, go
0: first. Sorry, I'm going to go Lyra. Oh, Gina went in, did she? Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> job.
1: And I'm going to just jump right in before me. But, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Vul- the Valkyria uh,
0: you lady. you going Lyra as well, yeah. All right, Monty? Yeah.
1: Yeah, man,
2: I'm with you, James. Great, great explanation on the uh the thing. It's definitely a pick'em for me because I'm like, maybe this Tatum thing could get it in the way. But I feel like if it does if she does show up, it actually might end up helping Lyra in some type of way. And I think that's I think I'm going with Lyra to retain here. And maybe we get a rematch at Stand and Deliver. Well
0: that's so what I'm saying. Sure. I don't know what they do at Stand and Deliver. But again, That's the thing. Too. Yeah.
2: It makes you think.
0: Yeah. And another thing as well, that like I don't know what they do at Standard and Deliver, because if he's dragging off in the main event, because he's facing Trick Williams, if he retains, what does he do at Standard and Deliver? Because it looks like we're getting Trick versus Mello. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, that's the last match. here. dragging off Trick Williams. Monty, you're saying Trick loses the Dusty Classic, so what does he do in the main event then?
2: Yeah, I, again, I would love to see Trick get on top of that, you know, and maybe plans have changed. Maybe that's the way to go. But it's like the same question you got for Trick at Standing and Deliver. If he lose, my question goes to, to Dragunov. He he has no indicate. He hasn't had, had made any main roster appearances. So I'm like, what do you do with Dragunov, someone who's carried the brand so far for, throughout his whole reign? And I feel like Standing Deliver would be a better stage for Trick to win it I think shenanigans happen. Melo may get involved, whether it's inadvertently or purposefully. Trick Williams loses here, but he still got enough leeway to tr- to convince Dragon to give him another opportunity. And we probably either get a multi-man match or, you know, you know, but I think I think actually it feels like it's leading to a multi-man match at standing little. But I could be wrong there. But I feel like Trick's moment is gonna happen at standing little. That's just my saying- take. I could be completely wrong. Because Sean and Sean has duped me before.
0: He's going to do it. So you've gone, you've, you've blocked. Dragon on wins. Twice. My yeah, God. I, I did not bl- want to do that. But isn't such an NXT moment for Trick to do double, to do the double and then Melo yeah. to lay him out after the fact. Then again, they don't get the title match as well. But I mean, but to be fair. I just don't Gina know why Jackson, Melo would
2: turn if, if, if they win
0: earlier. That's my I know, thought. I know, I know. I know if you cost him in a match, it would make sense to cost him later. You're right about that. That's but my thought process. I, I will say to Jackson Jr. as well that this match, dragging Dragunov, former NXT UK champion, who yeah. I have followed since <laughs> the very beginning. No, um, I here,
1: I kind of know a lot about the backstory. I actually watched his match with Rich Holland and him get injured and stuff like that. So no, uh, but I kind the of personal
0: connection that I've got with Leah compared to what Monty has with Trick. With Trick, well, Again, him, yeah. it, it is literally us against each other here. And it's head <laughs> versus heart, and Monty for the first time he's using his head uh, instead of heart, and I might yeah. get burned. And I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go heart because I'm picking the dragon off to win as well. So again, yeah, I, don't
1: know. I mean, I I kind of feel like my mind was made up a little bit earlier when you kind of were giving that very good, a uh, great description of everything with Trick and Mellow as well. But I truly believe that, uh, like Trick will win the NXT title, but not right now. So I was. I'm actually going with Dragunov for uh, the win here.
0: You're going to go Dragunov-Gina? Yeah.
1: yeah, so for me as well, I see like Trick being called up to the main roster more than Dragunov, and so in my eyes, I kind of feel like he can't do that being the champion, so I'm going with Dragunov to win. Um, but it's not because I don't think Trick can be the champion, but I think especially after the reception that he got... I feel like WWE are going to miss on, out on the chance on just pouring them up at that height of that, of, of that popularity.
0: I just feel like I should go Trick, you know, like they uh... Yeah, think about his. You remember when he won the is... North American title? Remember when he won I, it? And you just,
1: I
2: know, it's just you were nobody thought it was. Like, it's tough. I, I'm but making, he bro, could but... win
0: both and um, the mellow turn, and then just not be to happen awesome. <laughs> to the tag match. Do you know what I mean? A top yeah. match in a mellow costume or, or... I don't know, like... It's great. I yeah. fucking love NXT. And Jackson and Jean, I hope you heard from like me and Monty for the, like, the last 15 minutes just how much fun NXT can be, even with yeah, the crazy characters, you. you know?
1: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching, um, you know, a lot of their premium live events as well, and I know that they actually have a lot of talent on the roster. Um, it's just, again... The, the only di- reason why I don't keep up with it weekly is because I don't have enough time to catch up with weekly right. wrestling with how much I've got on at the moment. Um, you know, if I did have more free time, of course I would choose to willingly put that on, but I'm just grateful. I can still actually keep up to date with, with the premium life events. Um, and have you to also kind of update us on all of the highs and lows that are going on
0: throughout it. Yeah, well, because I'm single and have no friends, I'm able to catch <laughs> up with everything. So you're fine. All right. I've got you. Um, and like we said we will review Monty and I will review NXT Vengeance Day in two weeks because next week and talk about having time to watch stuff is the return of TNA and with Josh Alexander hey. versus Will Ospreay with Nick Nemeth yeah, with yeah. the Grizzled Junk yeah, versus ABC yeah. Um, yeah man it's a trip down memory lane but I'm looking forward to it and I promise you the impact year review will come at some point as well don't know when but it will <laughs> But uh, that is it. I knew it would be a long one today, but we've done it, and I feel like we've accomplished something. Don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. You can find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, you're back up and running now, so where can people find and listen to you?
2: Yeah, at my Monty Pod on on the Twitter, like you mentioned, or like you said, R Twitter banner. Uh, I just put out the the, uh, second episode of season three. We're coming out bi-weekly, so it won't be every week. It'll be every other week. I'm starting to just, I'm going to try to ease myself back into this. I can't necessarily promise uh, multiple shows or a show every week like it used to be. But we talked about the Royal Rumble. We definitely got into the scandal that we had going on and Netflix, plus uh, a little bit more so. Yeah, man, uh, it was it was fun. Uh, I'm I'm feeling feeling that groove again to get back to doing the Mind of Munchy podcast. So please check it out. Uh, Like you said, you can go to my bio, click the link there, or you can go to my pin tweet. I have the link tree for Apple users and the uh, Spotify link for other people who use uh, other things. Or you can look me up anywhere you listen to podcast Mind of Munchy is what you have to type in. So thank you.
0: Perfect, man. Um, Jackson, where can people find and follow you? Um,
1: I'm across both Instagram
0: and Twitter slash X at Jaxie Scarlet, and also Gina.
1: You can find me on X at Purple
0: Pain. Double and also on Facebook and Instagram. Because all Google platforms. Send us an email at double podcast at gmail dot com and YouTube podcast where we'll let us clips and podcasts go at the same time. And YouTube do SoundCloud on your phone, also Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, eight, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode is the return of TNA. Until then, I've been James Rowlands and was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Jaxie, thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed it.
1: It was great. It was fun. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: And of course, the mind of Monty and the leader at the moment of two prediction leagues. But I won't let it go to your head. There's a lot left to fight for.
2: Yeah, man, way too much left to go on this year, man. But yeah, I mean, a uh, good start. I'm about to go to sleep.
0: <laughs> and of course, the genius of Gina. And Gina, are you going to do what you did last year and just wait till June to smash us again for predictions?
1: Yeah, I'm going to just do a double whammy, smash it throughout the summer.
0: <laughs> well, until then. No, wait till December.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, my, yeah. Down- my downfall. It's the greatest in comeback December.
0: of all time. well anyway that is all of us thanks for listening everybody and bye